Welcome to Nightlight, our home movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me, I got Freddy. Always keeping it spoopy. Always and forever. This is the first episode without David, like, officially. Officially, officially, yeah. It feels weird. Cause like I'm sitting in his spot now. We like remodeled a little bit. <laughs> not remodeled. Like, yeah, person. Dave's not here. He's sick or he's busy. <laughs> no, he's just not a part of this no more. That's sad. But you know, he's forever gonna be here in our hearts. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, he's here for the spook kids. He's, oh yeah, you know, spook kids. <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of memories that we'll probably bring back and oh homage, for sure. You know, oh, honor for sure. his legacy. Absolutely. But yeah, he killed it. He did. He did. But over there, that's also known as Nighty Night, and we are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down, discuss the ultimate question, why horror? So with the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelop you. If you like that and want extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with a what? Okay. Now, continuing things with our vampiric month. I want to fuck your blood. Huh. We, <laughs> we are taking it back a little bit. Taking to, it back. to You know, some people might say this is one of the greatest vampire films ever made. It is a lot of words mm. there. <laughs> Those are words that have been said. Those are words that have been said. A lot of people do categorize this as one of their favorite vampire movies of all time. And this is not the remake. This is not the remake that we're talking about here. The film that we are talking about, though, is Let the Right One In. Now, we're also not talking about the show. We have never seen the show as well. Um, if this is your first time hearing about there being a show, don't worry. It was pretty much our first time too, but <laughs> but there's a show out. But there. there's a show out there on Showtime if you want to check that out. It turns out, it, it, according to ratings, it's really good. But before we jump into this officially, I want to give a very special shout out to our patrons over on Patreon.com/slash NightlightPodcast with a K. Kay. Zachary, Nashia, Frank, Kristen, Laura, Bragalock, Lizzie, Josh, Vaughn, Alexis, Johnny, Layla, Eric. Kelly, Daniel, Cheyenne, David. <gasps> I know him. Wow. Thanks so much, David. Truly. Also truly, known truly. as Knightley. <laughs> Carrie, <laughs> Stu, Anna, Stephanie, Calvin, Drew, also known as the Silent Knight, also known as our podcast manager, Scary Stuff Podcast, Patrick, uh, Willow, Jessica, Jared, Jasmine, Randy, Chantal, <laughs> Rio, Jesse, Joe, Kaylee, Rob, Last, but certainly not least, Freddie. You know him. You love him. It's Freddie. <laughs> Always keeping it spoopy. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you all so much for honestly allowing us to continue this and keep the lights on here at the Good Night Studio. We are truly, truly more than grateful. So thank you all so much for allowing us to do that. Just wanted to give everybody a heads up as well um, on how certain things are going to be going on. I know I mentioned on Twitter a couple of times that we are looking for a third chair. We officially kind of have a concept of what we're going to be doing with that. So I'll explain that really quickly on what that is going to entail. We're going to be hosting multiple guests where there will be a rotating chair to probably eventually one of those guests will eventually probably become the official member of Nightlight or Movie Podcast. This is not going to be necessarily a contest or anything. Nothing's going to be really coming about it. It's going to be mainly like 
Do we vibe? Is the chemistry great? Are you all loving them as well, just as much as we're having a great time with them? Um, and then it might eventually be where they'll be our permanent chair. Um, so, yes, more to come soon on all of that. But, so your guys' uh, feedback is very important to us. As absolutely. Well. Please let us know. Absolutely. We'll be having... Um, a few Q&As as well on Spotify specifically. So if you are listening to us on Spotify, be um, checking out on those episodes where we actually will be asking our fans, what do you think of this guest? Um, and we want your honest opinion. We, you know, uh, please be nice, obviously. Like, don't like be assholes. <laughs> but, like, be nice. Um, but, but definitely let us know, like, if they vibed with us, if they didn't, if you feel like something else is missing, whatever. Um, constructive feedback exactly because we want to make sure that that they are part of this family just as much as you all are so, I mean, remember y'all were here first <laughs> so but yeah uh, but if you are also also interested in wanting to be on the show as well totally fine hit me up we'll see if we, if we can make it happen um obviously there's going to be requirements for you to be on the show but we can talk about all that through dms and all that all that stuff and emails and Businessy shit. <laughs> uh, but without further ado, let's talk about Let the Right One In. First and foremost, Freddie, thoughts? Well, I loved that you hyped this up and saying that a lot of people think this is the best vampire movie of all time. A lot of it. It's, yeah. it's claimed. It is claimed. Not it by me. It is claimed. Uh, so I do want to say I really enjoy this film. Mm-hmm. I'm not in love with it. Mm-mm. I don't hate it, though. Mm-mm. There's a lot of great stuff in here. And the things I really want to talk about is the score. It's fantastic. Oh it's my very God, beautiful. Dude, I'm so glad it's you brought haunting. that up. Wow. Um, I love the cinematography here as well. I like that this movie takes its time with its characters because it is a very character piece. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like some of the themes in this movie is a little bit more uncomfortable, mainly because they're only 12 years old and they kind of put them in adult situations a lot. Yeah, it's uh, weird. I was like, uh, a little too much. Like, yeah. there is, like, of course, the romantic aspects of, like, his you not know, having their first crush and stuff like that, too. Sure. But I feel like they go a little too far into this one a little bit. Yeah. I'm just like, eh, okay, maybe in the sense of kids not knowing that's, like, wrong, but sure. <laughs> yeah. It was just, like, me watching it, I was like, ah, this is a little weird. I don't want to watch this. But uh, there are some really fantastic, surprising moments in this movie mm-hmm. where everything's so grounded and so kind of like realistic take on the vampire story um, where when things happen I'm like whoa I did not expect that even like with the budget I assumed the budget was like super low but like there's a there's a fire scene that happens in the hospital it actually wasn't that low it wasn't that low no I could tell (laughs) yeah but that's what surprised me because the Uh, movie for the most part is very grounded yeah and then big Things happen. Big things happen, yeah. Out of nowhere. That's one of my favorite scenes. I don't expect that, yeah. That's one of my favorite scenes. It was so well done. (laughs) Uh, The pool scene. There's um, oh so good when she enters without permission. Like there's a lot of scenes where like like damn like that looks really fucking great. It looks yeah. really cool. Um, and I haven't seen stuff like that in a vampire film. Like they always talk about like what may happen or I guess we never in vampire movies we don't really ever see a vampire walk into a place that they're not invited to i feel like yeah truly like yeah, i've <laughs> so, always like, it's thought cool to that. see like oh that's the consequence that's what happens <laughs> okay perfect that's that sucks they had it in <laughs> true blood they did they okay. did something like that similarly in true blood but right. but yeah so there's a lot of cool aspects to this movie where 
it really digs into the lore of what a vampire really is and what lifestyle they would have to live. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be very happy to like break this one down with you. So yeah, I, I thought it was really good, but not great. Sure. For me personally. Yeah. I, love I, this I see movie. the aspect though. I see why people would love this movie. Yeah. And, I, and I'm one of those folks who love this movie. You know, this, this movie for me is, is very comforting. Um, I, I do agree. Like the things with the kids is yeah. uh, it's it's weird. It, I like, don't know why because it's just a little weird. I think it's it, the thing that popped in my head a lot was um, Eternals, the Marvel film. Okay, where I forgot what her name is. Um, the one that runs fast. Y- no, the one that can like shape shift. Where she's like forever a kid, essentially. Oh. But Who she grew fast? up with the. I, I forgot what it yeah, was. I don't know. But she becomes like the villain later on. Yeah, she. Spoilers. It, it's um, the it's the kid that is. Um, was is she one of the Eternals? Right? Yeah, she's one of the Eternals who just never ages. Right. But she's like in the body of like a fifteen year old or whatever. Yeah, it's the and kid. She's in from, love with um, the other adult, but they're all adults, so they so it's fine. The lodge. It's kind of weird. It's the kid from the lodge. The little girl. The the is sister from the lodge. Yeah. Um. Her name was Sprite. Right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so I, that reminded me of her character, but like when she says like, "Oh, I am twelve. I've just been twelve for a long time." I'm like, then you're not twelve. You are that old. Right. Right. You're older. in a twelve year old body. Right, so it's right, like right. it's still weird that you're like being romantic with this twelve year old kid. But yeah, because you're well, not. Maybe, well, maybe you know a few things to also consider too, right? Like where um, maybe she doesn't know better because she doesn't she have a 12 year old right, mentality she, exactly she keeps the 12 year old hormones sure. she keeps the 12 year old mentality and, and things like that like she genuinely when when it means she doesn't age she genuinely doesn't age like it, right. it, it, it just pauses which yeah i can feel like that may make it a little bit more sensible because with like sprite it's like you've lived all these years right no and she understands you see yourself old. as an adult yeah. right yeah it's it, like i'm an adult i'm just stuck in this damn body exactly yeah. yeah so like a little different but yeah I think maybe that's because i had that thing to contrast against this movie it worked against this movie a little bit for you yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, like, that makes sense i don't know you're kind of old to be like sure oh, no, yeah no that makes sense yeah. i mean luckily larry clark didn't like film this movie you know are you familiar with his work larry clark i don't think so have you ever seen the movie kids mm, no you don't want to uh oh, okay. <laughs> it's made in like 1995 but it, it was like very young rosario dawson very young chloe savagne um i believe i'm saying her name incorrectly very young justin pierce leo fitzpatrick like they were literally teenagers when they made right. this movie and they have them doing the most outrageous shit in this movie um and it is NC seventeen. It's even I think oh, it's even mm. kind of hard to find now. Uh, but Definitely so yeah. yeah, he made Bully, Ken Park, which are all fucked up movies. Um, I think his most popular work. Um, I, don't, I felt like very protective bully. over these kids. I'm like, he didn't have to have this scene in here to show yeah. that they're romantically like flirting with each other. Sure. But it's like, uh, especially like when she just randomly comes in through the window and we'll talk about that. See, but it's like, yeah. we could have the flirtation and have the young love feel and look and everything without those type of scenes to put them in those situations. It's fair. Like as a filmmaker, I'm like, 
what are what are your intentions to have this scene? Sure. It's not necessary. I mean, but I think the that, same. That was just the, the one turnoff I had with this movie. But other than that, like that theme aside, mm-hmm. I like this film a lot. Fair. This yeah, is like enough fair. to like bring it down for me. For like, I just like it. That's yeah. It, it could be a cultural thing too, right? Yeah, it you could know, be. like could, you, it, it's just something that is also not a part of our culture. It, right. it seems a little odd for us. Um, but I, I, I thought like, this. I, I was like, protect the kids at all costs. Yeah, leave them alone. They don't have to do this what, scene. <laughs> what it reminded me of was mid '90s more than anything. Yeah. Like mid '90s, yeah, I feel like it has like that weird scene. And that scene is uncomfortable too. <laughs> but it, it, that scene and, although, licor- and licorice pizza. Yeah, I was, uh, licorice pizza. I don't like. Yeah, that, that that's reason. another same, one that, that really was like. Same ick, you know, um, with mid '90s is a little bit more accessible because it was. Part of the story of him trying to find his identity and become like one of the cool kids. There's a reason why he did that thing, where this was like no reason to have it at all. Well, his reason was he liked her. Or I mean, the, we'll talk about the scene. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, I uh, this might even be a little bit different from other people. I really enjoy Let Me In, which is the mm-hmm. remake um, by Matt Reeves. Um, Matt Reeves. Yeah, huh. Matt Reeves made uh, Let Me In. Um, and I really enjoy that one. I really enjoy Let Me In. It's with uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, Cody Smith Maffee, uh, Dylan Minnette, uh, Richard Jenkins as <laughs> well. Yeah, so like it, it, it has a fucking stacked cast. Yeah. Um, and I love it. And the budget is a bit higher. So like they got to do certain things that let the right one in couldn't do, gotcha. uh, which was really, really cool to me. Um, so I. I personally really liked it a lot. Um, but in my defense, I also did watch Let Me In before I watched Let the Right One In. So gotcha. I kind of went backwards there. But let's jump into this shit because I'm ready to talk about it more, more, more right now. More, more. <laughs> Let the Right One In. <laughs> Directed by Tomas Alfredson. Um, released October tw- uh, 24th, 2008 with a runtime of one hour and 54 minutes and a budget of $4.5 million. So it's a decent budget with a box office of $11.2 million with a rating of 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. By the way, everybody, I did this. This movie was technically not uh, shown, I think, here in the States. Mm. Um, so I just found the conversion during that time frame for it in to dollars so that's what i came up with have no idea how exact it is so i'm gonna say those are approximations we open directly to the title card and wind blowing while dogs are barking eventually transitioning into a gentle snow dark night which i love that we start with the snowy dark night and we end with the snowy dark night future spoilers i guess if you (laughs) a boy named oscar pretends that he that he's intimidatingly speaking to someone telling them to squeal like a pig I thought you were going to say these scenes were uncomfortable. That this kid was a fucking future serial killer in the making. Um, yeah. Not really. You've seen enough horror. Yeah. (laughs) He walks up to his window in just his underwear. We transition to a man in a taxi with a younger girl humming. Back with Oscar, placing his hand on, um, his hand. I don't know what I was trying to say there. I think I was trying to say on the window. But back with Oscar placing his hand on the window, noticing the taxi pulling up below the man, Hawken, and please forgive me on these names. I obviously do not speak Swedish, <laughs> so I, I'm i sorry. I've worked at Ikea for a year, 
it wasn't enough. <laughs> it wasn't enough for me to pick up shit. So I'm sorry if I butcher these names. The man Hawken opens the door for uh for the young girl Ellie. Oscar continues watching watching as he picks up a knife, continuing his squeal technique. He, um Ellie goes inside the apartment complex as Hawken gathers the bags. Meanwhile, Oscar puts the knife away in his holster and underneath his mattress. He overhears Hawken and Ellie coming into the building. Hawken puts up some some cardboard over his windows. Someone taking a piss downstairs spots him doing so. <laughs> and I think the person who was using the bathroom down there uh, was uh, the drunk at the... It's like the main dude. Neighbor. Yeah, who, dude, I think his name's Lockie. Yeah, um, yeah, a, uh, yeah. The one with the one with the girlfriend. He was the only right. one in the group who had a girlfriend. So him, I think it was him. Yeah, um, he's like the main protagonist? Question mark. Yeah, but like I'm gonna figure out who killed my friend. And right. Who's doing this? Who's he's this like kid. I gotta cut him up late from the live. whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> he goes through a lot. I felt so <laughs> bad for him the whole fucking movie. He's just a, the neighbor guy who has all of his friends and right. girl get killed. Exactly, and, and he just like, and, until these people just fucking move in, he's just like all, now all his friends are dying. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I was enjoying my life here. Yeah, pissing outside, great time doing stuff, able to pee on the snow outside and, and make lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> now, day a police officer is speaking in Oscar's class, asking if they remember a fire in town. Them finding a body inside the house and knowing that the house was set ablaze to cover up a murder. Asking the class how they how they could know that, Oscar raises his hand, answering that there was no smoke in the lungs. That being correct, the officer wonders how he knows that. Uh, his set of bullies look back at him as he continues excusing. Or, uh, excusing that he reads a lot of books. The officer laughs, wondering what kind of books that could be. He blames it He blames it on it just being books, allowing the officer to continue while another one of his bullies taps on his desk, glaring at Oscar. To me, personally, if a kid said that in class so nonchalantly, I wouldn't fuck with him. Yeah. I just wouldn't fuck with him. Like, he sounds like it's he like, could kill me. for not knowing this stuff. I will bully you because, yeah. Yeah, no. That's a smart like, decision. That, that, that's a kid who, who definitely probably knows some shit that you don't know. Yeah, it might fuck you up. (laughs) Yeah, like like real, real easily. Just saying. Got to them inside the hallway. The bully's calling for Oscar. Connie corners him in onto his locker, pulling his no, or yeah, pulling his nose up as he mimics a pig, calling Oscar a good piggy before flicking his nose. He actually flicked his nose. Yeah, hard. He like actually flicked that shit, and I was like, this little shit. Ugh, little little. Fucker. Jolt and everything. You know what, who Some Connie, power in that flick. Connie looks like someone's mom. Like, <laughs> like he kind of just looks like a single parent. <laughs> like, <laughs> just like the mannerisms too. It's like, yeah, truly. He seemed like an adult already. Like, exactly. Like dick. Yeah. They all run off to PE, leaving Oscar to sigh from relief. He goes, he. Uh, he's back home, staring up at his neighbor's apartment. Inside the apartment, Hawken is prepping up for tonight, grabbing all the tools he will need, packing them up in a bag. All right, I got a question here. Yeah. Let's talk about Hawken a little bit, and let's talk about Ellie. Sure. Because we haven't had a chance to really talk about them yet. So, Hawken, do you think that is her father? No. So you think it's a previous lover? 
You're making this worse for me. I know. I'm sorry. Um, I thought she's been 12 for a long time. Did he meet? Did he meet her as a child and run away with her again? Like this sounds like this is her. No, it sounds like he feels like he is obligated. Like yeah, obligated to help her out. I think this is. I mean, obviously, it's a familiar. Yes, it's a familiar. Absolutely. Like you're the one that's supposed to like help me out during the day or Mm -hmm. like at night, give me my food. You're my like protector. Uh, Because it feels like he does not want to do this. No. Uh, and you can really tell he very much the way he to does die. stuff. Yeah, and he's like, "This is my out." Basically, is when he had Pretty that much. chance. Yeah, um, and that was also a cool surprise too. Like the facial makeup and stuff like that too is really good in this movie. Really good. Uh, it was it was like damn near like the Dark Knight. Yeah, like she looked like a vampire day one. I'm like you, you, you pale. You look like you haven't slept in she days. Looks sick. Like, yeah, yeah, you look yeah sickly. Very like, sick. Um, but yeah, it was nice that they didn't do the teeth. Right. Yeah, they or didn't do the teeth show thing. or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which but. was nice. That was that was very nice. In Let Me In, they do have a little bit more makeup if I'm not mistaken. Um like when she actually is vampiric. Yeah. Um, a more feral facial. Yeah, like I think she has like contacts in. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah, here if you want to if you want to come right around the corner over here. So you can take a quick look because she has uh, like more of a demonic type of look to her. Yeah, um, kind of like sure. exorcist type of makeup. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I do like the subtle of like when it was like dark in the room. And we'll talk about this too, the glowing eyes for a yes, little, little half second. I was like, oh, Prince loves this scene probably. Yes, man. That was fucking hell you know i love that shit (laughs) anytime that comes on the on the screen i'm like 10 out of 10 lord have mercy (laughs) later that evening hacken is out on on a trail waiting for a victim a man is about to walk past he stops the man asking him for the time he doesn't have a watch asking hacken what he has behind his back hacken explains that it's holothane and before placing it over the man's mouth knocking him out dude i would have been swinging i would have been like like the way he does it it's, it's so, like, it's soft, so and soft. He's like, wait, 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 hold on. It's like sleepy time. Sleep, yeah. sleep. <laughs> sleep. Go to sleep. Yeah, Go man. Sleep. I would have been. I would have been going down. He rigs. He rigs the man up in the um up to a tree upside down, allowing him to dangle from his feet as he's unconscious. I was very surprised that he did this in public. Just right here in the fucking yeah. park. I was like, yo, you're doing this, and there's literally cars that's passing by in the background, and you're like, oh, how am I not supposed to get caught? He does like, this. He does this for every incident, like every incident <laughs> that he had to like get somebody. He gets caught. He well, yeah, he gets caught, but he does it in a in like the area he like captures, captures them, them. Yeah. <laughs> which is interesting. Um, my whole thing is, why can't Ellie do this? It's nighttime. Right. Like, why can't she do this part? Like, the familiar is supposed to do all the daytime shit. Why am I collecting blood for you? You're a vampire. You can just go here and just... Wow. Yeah. You know? And then they'll probably <laughs> just think it's an animal attack and not a killer. Right. And then you're like, you're good. Because right off the bat, they're like, there's a killer out here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, shit. <laughs> I mean, because he mainly... No wonder you guys moved. You probably got caught last time. <laughs> Maybe because he gets he, he gets caught, right? Yeah. And he leaves his fucking, t- like, Everything. one of his tools. Um, he takes like, his bag. He, does, he just doesn't take the uh, container with the blood in it. 
Um, but but yeah, anyway, we'll get there. He catches his breath before setting up the container and funnel underneath the man's head, taking his knife and inserting it into his neck, allowing the blood to pour inside. While the man's blood is being drained, a dog runs over toward Hawkins. His owners, calling for him, approaching his area... He tries to shoo the dog away, but it, it but it continues just staring and sitting. Damn Ricky the dog. Ricky! Ricky, Ricky come here! As the people come closer, he decides to just start packing everything up, leaving the body in container. <laughs> the woman the women find it in shock at what they are staring at. Very nice that they didn't scream. We didn't They're have a like, oh, a very Yeah, for real. Like, oh shit, not again. And then fucking Ricky's licking the blood. Ricky's a vampire. Uh, But yeah, you're right. Like, you know, like it's just, it was very surprising that he just decided to do this in front of everyone. Yeah. I was like, oh, right on. Just like not even tried to take him off the trail. Nothing. (laughs) Or just like cut him down. Maybe he just, I don't know. Or like just even like act like he's drunk and you're helping him. Maybe more effort to get the dog out of there. Like, or grab the dog, go up to the woman's like, hey, I found your dog. Don't go this way. There's like some weird shit happening, whatever. Right. Like make an excuse. Like something. Could do better. Do something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you're not good at this. And and I think that's why like for Ellie, it's kind of like she's recruiting, right? Yeah. For for um, Oscar. Because Oscar, he has, he has a fascination killer. about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Right? Like it's something that for him, it thrills him. And for Hawken, he probably never wanted to do this to begin with. Right. And he was probably like, well, fuck, dude, like, now I feel like I have to. Yeah, it's like half-assed work. Exactly. Yeah. And this could have been our corporate horror month. Still. It could have been. <laughs> that one could have been. It's like, oh, the slacker employee, I swear to God, every time he goes out to kill someone for me, always messes it up. You're like, Hawking again? Again, really? Hawking for real? <laughs> Got uh, to Oscar going outside of her, um, of his complex and taking out as a knife. He walks toward the playground, talking uh, talking to a tree, asking what is it staring at, telling it to fuck off while po- while po- uh, poking it w- with his knife, asking if it's scared, yelling for it to scream as he stabs it. He's so into it, he doesn't even notice the sound of a door opening up behind him as he continues yelling, squeal! <laughs> he looks behind his back, seeing Ellie standing on the playset, wondering uh, what he is doing. He claims <laughs> that he's doing nothing, asking her the same. She answers the same. So he asks if she lives there. She admits that she does right in the jungle gym. <laughs> Smart ass. He asks where uh, she actually lives. She points out her window, answering that she lives next door uh, next door to him. He wonders He wonders how she knows where he lives. She drops down from the jungle gym, plopping down with an unusual force. This looked awesome. Yeah, this looks like, so cool when she kind of jumps down. Her of her being on top of that little playset is a cool shot, too. It is so um, cool. That's the thing. This movie is shot beautifully. Like, the way they utilize um, these scenes here for it to be classified as nighttime. Like, look at that. Like That's it, a superhero landing right there. For real. Like, the way she drops down, like, it was definitely, like, a little bit of levitation there, right? Yeah. Like, a little bit of, like, aggression toward gravity. Um, but it's genius how they utilize. It was like the... no recoil when she landed. Truly, like it was literally like it looked super sick. Yeah, it's just like it's it, zoom. Yeah, on the ground, already walking towards you. Looks so cool, but I like how like kind of awkward she is. How awkward they both are, right? I mean, yeah, it, it was really really interesting to see that. It must have sucked for this kid to film these scenes though in the cold. Yeah. <laughs> 
with some fucking barely anything on. Poor kid. I have to say, like the setting of this like apartment complex was really cool too. Yeah, because you can see like a lot of how everyone interacts within like the community and stuff like that. And I don't know, it was cool seeing them. There was a lot of great artistic shots of framing of like their windows together and how she'd like pop out of his and like should be already in hers and it's like right next door. Like there's some cool moments where I'm like, okay, I see a movie. Yeah. I see a filmmaker. There you go. You'll be filming films, huh? <laughs> yeah, the lighting in this movie is beautiful. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, even though there's like a, a certain dark situations, like and everything feels intentional. Yes. Right. You know, it, it feels like they, they knew exactly what they were doing. They knew how they wanted to frame, how they wanted to incorporate shots and include things and, and disclude things. Um, but one thing that I want to point out here uh, is about Hawken and Ellie is that they don't have a car, right? They don't have any mode right. of transportation. So they have to utilize public, public transit, yeah. um, which probably makes this really hard for him, right? It probably makes things harder for Hawken because he's on foot. Like right. it's not much he can do, which is probably why he was just like can't bring bodies all over the place. Exactly. Can't hide it, put it in his car, drive somewhere. Right. Has to do the dirty deed right then and there, and bring the blood back, and not even bring the body back. Exactly. Freddy's a serial killer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> letting him know that she can't be his friend, he he doesn't understand. She doesn't know. Uh, she doesn't know what there has to be a. Or she doesn't know why there has to be a reason, claiming that it is what it is. She's like, it is what it is. I don't know. Be your friend, bro. She heads back toward the building, entering back inside. He yells. He yells out if she is if if she is sure that he even wants to be her friend anyway. Back with Hawkins sitting on the train back home, he moves his clear coat out of the way, about to put it back into his bag finally noticing that he left the container at the scene of the crime. He makes it back to Ellie. She throws um, she throws the jacket, yelling that he's supposed to help her. She breathes heavily, questioning about her having to take care of this herself. He doesn't answer her. She um, just continues to stare at her as she walks away. She demands him to say something. He asks for forgiveness. Mm. Hmm. In, in this moment, like he's, he doesn't seem scared. Yeah. He's very calm. He's like, he's given up on like doing this. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah it's just like, he just he's feels like it. he's given up. He's just, he's done. He's like, hey, I tried. Sorry. Yeah. He's like, so I'm, yeah, I'm done. He was like, oh, I got to do this by myself. I was like, oh, I'm not going to react to it. I was like, right. yeah, you do. You do. You have yeah. to go do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. You do have to do this alone. <laughs> Next day, Oscar is back in class, his teacher discussing last night's incident. She asks for any questions. Connie cracks a joke asking if it's all right if the, if, uh, to kill the killer if they meet him. The class uproars, the teacher commenting about that not being nice. Oscar is inside the bathroom, his bullies running down the stairs, calling out and searching for him. He hears them finishing up inside the bathroom and waiting for their calls to cease before exiting out of the stalls. Back at home, his mother demands for him to come home to come straight home uh, from school. And for him to not leave the courtyard until she gets back home. He ex- he explains that he was over at Valenjbai. I don't know how to say it. Um, my apologies, everybody. Um, she comments about a person killing a child is certainly capable of taking su- taking the subway two stations or walking a mile. That was another thing about Hawken is that his victims that he chose were high schoolers. Yeah. Which was also interesting. Maybe because it was like better blood? Younger blood or something? I don't know. But okay. that can't be completely right because... Um, Ellie, she, her she first victim is, is an older guy. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. 
Yeah. It's really intriguing because we kind of see that here. But one thing that I, I really enjoy about this movie is that we get every vampire trope in this. We do. Yeah. You know, we get the flying. We get, uh, obviously, the, the main thing, biting the neck. Um, we get transition. We mm-hmm. get death by sun. We get uh, having to be invited, invitations. Right. We get every single trope. I think the only one's like stake to the heart. Stake to the heart, yeah, that's the main thing. But that's it. And we almost got yeah. it though. That was yeah. a fucking witch hunt. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, we 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 get a lot. You know, we yeah, get the familiars. The, the we really good at keeping everything grounded and slowly trickling those things in. Right. Yeah, it's like not in your face. I'm a vampire, but like you're a vampire, but we will show you some stuff down right. the line. Yeah. Exactly. So, and, and I, I like how, how exposition. I like how clever this movie is, though. Oh yeah. Uh, especially at wrapping things up, I think this movie is extremely clever at that. Um, but I, you know what's funny about Ellie, though, and we'll, we'll get back to it in a second. But what's funny about Ellie is the fact that um, she is doing this thing with Oscar, where, like I said earlier, it's kind of like recruiting, and she is in this mode where. It feels like she's gazing him to where, like, she, you know, uh, he's finding this attraction or whatever. Yeah, and, that's, that's, and I think that's the thing that kind of threw me off a little bit, too, because I, I see her as, like, if you're a vampire, you've lived a long time, I see you as an adult right? in the situation. So it felt like grooming in a way, and I'm like, and uh, I think that's what it, it was. Yeah, right. I mean, I think I think that's the point. I think yeah, yeah. I think it's it supposed like saying, to feel it's like, like that. Yeah, it's like I'm making you. Um, fall in love with me to follow me wherever I go. Right, because you're my <laughs> next familiar. Yeah. Right. You know, and there, there, it's like Dracula, right? Yeah. Dracula being able to like gaze his brides and things like that. But yeah, kind of the same concept here. And she found that perfect person. It's like you have that killer instinct that I can just push you further. Right. And I thought that's that kind of like will the movie be your drive. To be, yeah. Kind of thing. Now, I thought there was going to be a transition where he was going to be the one killing one of the bullies at one point at the very end or something like that to like make him fully go across the line. Yeah. Uh, we see him cross the line a little bit, but it's like, oh, you smacked him with a stick. Okay. Split his ear, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like, damn, that hurt. Yeah, yeah split but, his ear. Yeah, it's interesting. Later that night, Oscar sneaks and grabs the newspaper before sneaking back into his room. He closes the door looking at the news article about the killing. He opens a folder full of articles about different murders. Fucking freak. Cutting out the <laughs> article to add it to his collection of morbid news clippings. Once done, he cuts off the music and hides the folder. Cut to a group of men uh, talking about the death penalty, one of them, Lackey, looks back at Hawken drinking some milk. Mm. Every crazy person drinks milk. He looks over <laughs> at the woman that they greeted earlier. She claims to have never seen him before. Another one, one of them, looks back and shrugs that he doesn't know who that is. Lackey in- interrupts the, the, the conversation to voice um, Akin just moving in and that he has a kid. He wondering if they should ask him if if he would like to join them. Some of them believe it is a good idea while others are not welcoming. He, he comments that they, that he might buy them around them all now open to the idea. Like he sits across from Hacken who is just about to pay the pay for his bill. He asks Hacken if it, if it is bad news. Um, if it is bad news as he, uh, takes his wallet out to pay for his meal, not acknowledging him. Lackey continues questioning if he moved into 15. Hacken chugs the milk as Lackey invites him over to his table to have a laugh. Hacken declines, excusing that he's in a hurry. Mm. 
Hmm. The guy cool. drinking milk. He's like, oh, then he'll buy around. Yeah. And it's great, though, because... He doesn't acknowledge him at all. Well, he, and, and, and reasons the behind like, that is because yeah. dude is out here trying to get his slosh on. Yeah. You know, he's trying to keep a low profile as much as he possibly can. It's like, hey, you could be my next victim. Like, I don't want to deal with you. Right. Well, and, and on top of that, you know, he's not he's ignoring all of his questions because of the fact that he's he's asking him pretty personal questions. Right. Right. You know, he's, he's asking him about where he lives and also other stuff. So if he were to ever get caught or, you know, be anything, anything know where to find him. Exactly. Yeah. Anybody were to do a sketch drawing of him, they would be like, oh, that's him in 15. So he's keeping a very low profile, not introducing himself, not giving um, details of where he lives and all this whole other stuff in order to continue doing what he's doing pretty right. much. Back with Oscar telling his mom that he's going out, she's she asks about him watching the show uh, with her. He doesn't like that show. As he continues getting ready, she reminds him to stay in the courtyard. He goes outside looking for Ellie's window, playing around with his Rubik's Cube alone. Ellie comes outside, sitting behind him, staring at him. He, <coughs> excuse me. He tries not to acknowledge his pre- um, her presence. She comments about him being back. He says the same. Um, she says that she she wants to be left alone. He wants the same. She demands him to go home. He responds for for her to go home since he lives there. Uh, the, since he's lived there the longest, she looks over at the Rubik's cube, asking what it is. He tells her what it is. She confirms if it's a puzzle or not. He hands it over to her, wondering if she would like to play with it, allowing her to give it back to him tomorrow. She comments that she might not be be there tomorrow. That's fine with Oscar, willing to accept it back some other day. She takes the cube, looking at, uh, looking at it before wondering how it works. He explains and demonstrates how it works before handing it back to her so she could try. Ellie takes it, slowly spinning the cube. He mentions that she smells funny. Ellie looks over at him but doesn't respond to the opinion. He asks if she's cold. <laughs> she claims not to be, guessing that she might. She forgot how, how to be cold. Mm. And I love this moment because every single interaction with him, she never holds the fact of who she really is. Right. She never yeah. tries to hide it. She never tries to say anything. She just doesn't bluntly say, I'm a vampire. She right. just says, like, I forgot how to be cold. And, like, she gives these little nuggets of, like, even when in the note that she gives him, it's just like, and that's when he finally figures it out, is from that note, um, when she's just like, if I stay with you, I'll die. So I had to choose life. So that's why I had to leave you. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's great and I don't know if you were there for the Transfiguration episode. Were you there for that episode? Mm, Transfiguration. Yeah, that that was we did it maybe three years ago. <laughs> uh, I feel like I was. I feel like you were too. It was like it was, it was also a small kid too, right? Yeah, it was a kid as well. Yeah, it was it, like a play on like puberty in a way, right? Well, he wasn't a real vampire. Oh, yeah. He I just he was this. fascinated by them. Yeah, so he wanted to be a vampire. Exactly. So he acted like a vampire. Right. So I would love to rewatch that movie. It's a fucking great movie, and you yeah. should. But uh, one thing that he said in that movie that really resonates with me, and now I watch vampire movies very differently because of what he said, is that he said vampires are just animals. That's what they are. Yeah. Just like any other thing, they're animals, which is why they don't have certain fibers in their bodies that allow them to do certain things. All they're thinking about is survival, like an animal. That's it. Right? That's yeah. it. That's all they're trying to do. And this movie very much harkens on that, is that she has these moments where this is all she knows now. She knows she doesn't know of her human self anymore. This is all she knows. All she knows is, like, I don't and remember what it's like to be cold. It's, it's I'm just funny always because like this. there's different takes on vampires. Yeah. 
And the one of the biggest things that you brought up earlier too is like, yeah, we see even like the biting of the neck and stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but one of our first kills that we get in this movie is her familiar draining the blood out of someone yeah. and then bringing that back to her. Right. So what's from them not stopping to like get blood bags? Fair. And I was like, and then it came to me. I'm like, ah, Freddie, let it go. It's just a small detail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, but it's like small things like that. Like will get me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, it's very interesting. I I love the fact that she is nonchalantly blunt with him mm-hmm. because it's like I'll let you trust me. Yeah, because I and I feel like she knows that he won't say anything because he's already hiding some secrets himself of right. being a little bit more violent and wanting to protect himself and has that fascination of like death and violence. Um, so I think she knows that she's he, like this is the one person I could like say some stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's enough weirdness for him. He lets her know that uh, he will uh, see her tomorrow as he heads back inside the building. Ellie's stomach growls as she gropes her stomach in pain from the hunger. And I love that detail of like, oh, you smell funny. Um, Because in some ways she's dying right now because she's hungry. She's dying from hunger. God, her eyes are so big. (laughs) Over a bridge, the men from the pub say their goodnights before going their separate ways. I did love this. I love their like relationship, Lackey and 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 Jacques. I think his name was. Yeah. Um, they're like, bring it in, go to like, bed. Thanks Have for a good yet night. another steeped in <laughs> evening in friendship and merriment. This was so <laughs> sad after this. He was so happy. So they're pals, and I love yeah, them. they're buddies. Yeah, they're buddies, right? And, and like, it felt th- this made this scene so sad. Yeah. <laughs> Jockey walks below the bridge before hearing a um, hearing a, a cat meow. He looks back, spotting um, I guess it's one of his friends as well. But yeah, his friend has a lot of fucking cats. Um, he continues walking, stopping again when he hears Ellie asking asking for help while her stomach groans. He moves underneath the dark bridge, scanning for uh, for where she might be. He calls out to her. She asks for help again. She questions if something is wrong as he approaches her um, sitting on the ground. A bus passes overhead. He decides uh, to move closer toward her, questioning if she's all right um, and if she can if she can get up. She tells him that she can't as she, he try, as he goes to try and help her up, letting her know that he'll carry her t- um, to a phone. He picks her up. She comments for him to be careful. He responds that um, she doesn't weigh much. She then growls before t- excuse me before twisting and wrapping around his body and biting his neck. Fuck. Damn. This is a good scene. This is it's a great scene. Well the way she wraps her body well. too is yeah. like, whoa, so spindly. Yeah. I love that it's just a shot that just stays there. You yes. just see it all unfold. It is wild. That's um, a beautiful shot. Yeah. That's a beautiful shot. Um, that shot reminds me of a really fucked up movie called The Playground. Mm. Um, I don't advise people to watch that movie, but if you want to, <laughs> go for it. I think it's on Tubi, but yeah. That movie's fucked up. It's also based on a true story that makes it even worse. And it's like, it's they really show it, but they show it like this. Right. Um, which is like, uh. yeah, it's scary. <laughs> anyway, I love the fact where he says, like, you don't weigh a thing as well. It's like, yeah. I wonder if that's like just a vampire thing. It's like, oh, you weigh as light as a feather. It's like you're on empty. Like, you haven't eaten yet. Well, I think it's just the fact that she's a kid. 
Yeah. You know, she just, she just weighs the, the, the size of a child, but the way she wraps around him is so vicious. Yeah. He flails and screams as he tries to get her off of him, but he falls to the ground with her on his back. Once she is done feeding, she picks up Jacques' head, twisting it all the way back, killing him. This was in fucking intense. The person observing in shock and fear. But yet he doesn't say anything. Like he doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't go to the police. Nothing. And oh fuck, the way she turns his, his head though is so. Oh. Yeah. And the way his body just like that last little jolt, bit yeah. of jolt. Outside, both Oscar and Ellie's window, Hawkins scolding and and his overheard or Hawkins scolding is overheard by Oscar in his room, listening from the other side of the wall, not being able to uh, make out the muffled argument. He caresses the wall before hearing Hawkins leave out of the building. Cut to the man with with all of the cats. Um, Gosta is his name. Holding his cat, still in shock at what he just witnessed, <laughs> he heads to the restaurant Sun Palace to uh, the group of Jacques' friends call out to him, commenting about it being a long time since he has showed up. Uh, since he has showed up around there, he tells them about Jacques. Um, taking them to the site of his attack, letting them know about their being a kid, them questioning about what he is saying. Ghost searches for the blood, moving the snow out of the way, finding it buried. They question who could do such a thing. Meanwhile, Hawken drags the Jacques' body deeper into the woods toward a creek um, attached to a pipe. He, gr- he grunts as he takes Jacques' body and throws it into the water, pushing it deeper underneath. I love that it's the same stick. That is used by Oscar. Yeah, that's really great detail there. I don't know why I always saw like his sweater as like a Freddy Krueger thing, like a reference. Oh sure, it, it kind of looks like it, but I was like, oh, that's cool, a little red and greenish. Yeah, I just sweater. think it's a a um just an over jacket. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Just a flannel. Just a flannel. Uh, yeah, I love flans. Flans. Yeah. <laughs> Next day, Oscar finds his Rubik's Cube uh, waiting for him outside of the jungle gym. What's not in his nose, he picks it up, noticing that it's complete. He looks up at he looks up Ellie's uh, he looks up at Ellie's window, who was sound asleep. He's in class while holding the Rubik's Cube. Later that night, um, Ellie is waiting for him to uh, on the jungle gym. He runs over to her, asking how she did it. She sits next to him, claiming that she just twisted it. Asking, I fucking hate when they say that. Asking him <laughs> if he smells better now, or if she smells better now. He looks away, asking um, her for her name. They introduce themselves to each other. He asks her age. She claims that she is more or less 12, asking his age. He shares his uh, his precise age, being 12 years, uh, 12 years, 8 months, and 9 days, wondering what she means by more or less, mm-hmm. asking when her birthday is. She doesn't answer. He wonders if she celebrates her birthday, knowing that her um, knowing that her parents have have to know what that is. She shamefully looks down. He continues asking, knowing that she doesn't receive gifts for her birthday. He offers her his Rubik's cube, but she doesn't accept it. Oscar still um, still baffled uh, that she solved that she solved it. Ellie asks if if. Ellie asks if he would like to see how she did it. He disar- he disarranges the colors, um, handing it back over to her. She explains her technique while doing it. He watches for a moment before staring at her. Next day in class, his teacher is reading uh, reading to the class. <coughs> Excuse me. Slamming the book shut and excusing the class. They all frantically start collecting their things, reminding them about their permission slips for the field trip on Thursday. Man. I love that the field trip was just to the, to the lake. Yeah. It's like, it's really a field trip. Yeah, a field trip down the road. Perfect. Um, yeah, it's a frozen lake. Just to um, go ice skating. 
Yeah, it's like, don't go through the the water. It's open, I guess, where anything could happen. Kids can die. Nice little field trip. Don't go next to that hole. Don't, don't do it. They all groan in response. She continues her dismissal. Oscar is the last student left. She grabs her things, asking if he's leaving. He excuses that he has, he has things to do, closing his book and covering his paper as Connie walks past him. Looking back at him before leaving out of the class, he is working on learning Morse code, finishing up his page before turning out the light and leaving out of the, leaving out of the school. It is now night. By the time he's done walking out, damn, how long were you in school for? Yeah, I feel like he just waits out the bullies and then goes home late. They're still there. I know, which is crazy. Like, you probably thought he was safe. I'm like, nah, dude. You're, yeah. Uh, it's crazy. But it's cool to see him, like, actually, like, put a lot of effort into, like, oh, we can make this work. We can talk, you know, uh, against the wall and do Morse code and stuff like that. You see the progression of the characters, like, what they do later, which is cool. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's weird that he like, yeah, leaves work or work. I'm like, I'm training him like an adult now. Damn it. Uh, it's weird that he leaves school so late, especially as a kid. And especially with like the mom saying like, oh, you want to be home early? Uh, don't go out too late. Like there's a killer out here. Uh, and they talk about it a lot in school too. It's like, oh, it's dangerous times. You might feel some type of way. And he's like, oh, I'll stay here as long as possible and then go out <laughs> late at night by myself. Right. Yeah. It's like, if it ain't a killer, you're going to get the bullies. And that's just as bad. I'm trying to see how long a school hour day is in Sweden. Oh. So, because well, this- class was dismissing. He stayed. Right. Like a lot longer. Yeah. Um, so the first two Swedish grades require students to attend school for six hours daily. Short. Um, after that, it goes up to eight hours per day. Students attend school for 40 weeks from Monday to Friday. The academic year is broken into two terms from late August to Christmas and from January to June. So pretty much just like American schools. So interesting. Um, probably just a lot less because gun violence. You can even see, like, with him too, he decides to do a lot of extracurricular activities, like, yeah, like joins he, the weight he, team he or yeah. lifting team, uh, swimming. And I think that's his way of staying late at school so he doesn't have to deal with the bullies, but it just brings him to the bullies, bullies a whole lot. Yeah, that's why I don't think it's because of the bullies, you know, like, I, I, I don't because he doesn't, he doesn't ever seem like he's hiding out from them. It does because uh, they showed that he was hiding in the bathroom for such a long time. He is constantly trying to avoid them. Well, I think he was actually genuinely using the bathroom. And when they started calling him, he was like, fuck that. I'm just going to stay in here. Yeah. Um, but like even when he like walks to school and we'll get to the scene, but he walks to school and he, he walks right past Connie and his goons while his brother's fucking with him. Uh. Um, so like it, there's certain moments where. Like he even in this moment, like he doesn't even try to run or anything, you know. Like he just, yeah. he just but like fucking takes it. <laughs> it it's, I think he's caught off from surprise because uh, we'll see here. Yeah, they sneak he's up behind him. Down, yeah, and he just like looks up and he's like, "Oh, you're and there." He hears them behind him. He's like, "Oh, I'm stuck." Yeah. I don't know. It's nighttime. By the time he's done walking out on the ground, trying to zip up his jacket, not noticing Connie's goons walking toward him and, or Connie standing in front of him. Connie wonders what he is writing down, wanting wanting him to show him. His crew sneak up behind him. Oscar hears um, their boots in the snow, looking back at Connie to tell him no. Connie demands him to hand it over. His crew grab him by the neck. He nods for them to hit Oscar with a whip. They whip him um, harder and harder. Oscar j- just taking that shit while the other kid begins to cry 
cry from not doing it hard enough. I don't know why he's crying. <laughs> he's like, I can't do it, Gotti. Gotti motions for him, um, for the one holding Oscar to take over. He grabs the switch. Oscar's standing there um, with his eyes closed. He takes a swipe at him on his face, breaking the skin, but Oscar still takes that shit like a fucking champ. Yeah, he does. Damn. Connie pissed that he left a mark for his mother to see and starts running away. Oscar lies to his mom that he tripped over a rock while playing during recess. She believes him, telling him to, uh, to watch his step, jostling his hair as he continues to eat. And he's like, he eating good. He eating good. He's like, yeah, I trip. You know, don't <laughs> trip. I got this, Ma. This is fine. Got to Oscar then teaching Ellie Morse code, handing her the paper to practice. She asks what happened to his cheeks since he's wearing a Band-Aid. He explains that it was some classmates trying to change the subject, asking what school she goes to. She stops him, telling him to fight back, knowing um, that he's never hit back before, telling him to do it and do it hard. He explains that it's three of them, but no matter. Ellie tells him to hit back even harder then, and then they'll stop. He is about to ask um, a what if. She places her hand on his hand, willing to help him. He slowly moves his hand and gets up, wanting to show her something. Hawken notices them outside as they run across the courtyard. Cut to him in bed, listening at, at his wall for, for Ellie to come back down. Um... Or to come back home. He hears her greet Hawken, telling him to move and that he's in her way. And she's like, move. You're in my way. <laughs> Inside her room, Hawken accepts her demands, getting up from the floor, allowing her, uh, allowing her to kneel by the wall. He watches her for a moment before she motions him to leave. As he's shut in the door, Ellie is practicing the Morse code. He stays by the door, overhearing the Morse code between the two tweens. Inside um, gym class, they are uh, writing soccer drills inside the gymnasium. Afterwards, Oscar goes to speak with his PE teacher, um, Magister of Avila, um, knocking on her, knocking on his door. Um, I think he's like Italian or Spanish. It's one of it's one of the two because he's not from there for sure. Because he messes up on his on his words when he speaks, and people oh, correct him. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so I didn't pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's he's not from there. So he's still like trying to learn the language or whatever. He's not. He hasn't perfected the language. Right. I would say. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I uh, he was he was an interesting character. I actually liked his character a lot. Like yeah, you he's could like tell, the mentor, like exactly, like, you could tell like, he actually cared for him. Yeah, it's like, hey, if we do this, we'll make you strong and stuff right. like this. Like, like we got you. Like, yeah, and I think that's why he he did it. I don't think he did this to avoid the bullets. I think he did it so he could fucking beat the bullets. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> just to build his confidence and exactly. protect himself. Because yeah. he's like the only one in this weight class or whatever, and he's just like lifting these uh it kind of reminds me of spongebob when he's like lifting the the well, teddy, teddy bears bear. yeah it's like just the bar <laughs> he gets there he gets there he gets there yeah he does he runs inside the water he has a very good time in water he yeah, likes he, to have his smiles. mouth open <laughs> even when the kid came up and like started like stomping this like oh you're getting the deal i like this shit <laughs> like yo that's the kid that bullied you what are you talking about We'll talk about how i It reminds me of my fucking one and a half year old nephew when he's in water. Like, he, the, yeah. it, this was so funny to me. It's like, what are you marching in place for? It's so weird, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very weird. And plus, you can't do it by yourself. Like, you, you have to have a guy. <laughs> Someone march with you? 
<laughs> and then when your bully comes up and he does it, it's like, oh, you're, you're cool like, now. We're friends. Hey, yo. I mean, that was the second time his bully talked to him, right? Because yeah. when Connie wasn't around, he was actually nice to him. Yeah. yeah. You know, like he he was just like, oh, I guess you do like to swim. That's the thing, like that, the main bully and his brother are like sick. Oh, yeah. yeah they're, they're wild. And then the brother is a lot worse. And even the other, like the younger one is like. All right, this is a little bit far for me. Like, yeah, all right, exactly. Like, I messed up. You, you way messed up. But I messed up because you messed up, which made me messed up for him. So it's like family trauma, <laughs> generational trauma. So, and it yeah. continues the yeah. cycle. Avela, um, of Avela, I think it's Avela. Avela allows him to come inside. Oscar ask about wanting to sign up for the weightlifting after school program. He explains to Oscar that he doesn't need to sign up for anything. He just needs to be there by seven. Questioning if he's thinking about doing it. Um, Oscar is Avela uh, thinking that to be good. Expressing that, uh, expressing that he can become strong if he practices. That makes Oscar smile, but awkwardly stick around until his teacher looks back to acknowledge and give his farewell. Later, Oscar in, uh, <laughs> is with Ellie. He tells her to wait a moment as he as he takes out coins for, uh, for a bag of mixed candies. The reflection of, of Ellie is cast off the window where a white cat is behind. The cat hisses and strikes as, as she stands there. He goes back over to Ellie, offering her candy. She declines. He's bummed. <laughs> she notices while... Um, <laughs> Willing to try some of the the candy, taking it out of the bag, hesitant as she looks at the candy and um and Oscar. She takes a bite, which causes her to then reject the candy and projectile vomit on the ground behind the building. <laughs> Poor thing. Okay, this was also really interesting to me. Um, I've never seen this before, like to be talked about too much in like vampire lore. Cats hating vampires? No, the with eating passion, eating something with, <laughs> oh, that's not I blood. I, I have before, but like not. I haven't seen it often. Yeah, yeah, I think the one I saw the most because it was like it's a comedy. It's um Taika Waititi's movie. What we do in the shadows? What the TV show? Yeah, that's what that's where I've that seen one. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're just constantly vomiting. Yeah. Like, I can't eat this. <laughs> I can't eat this at <laughs> all. <laughs> there, there was um the one that I always think about when I when I consider this is this is gonna be maybe for all our anime heads out there, all our weeps. Um, but Tokyo Ghoul. I'm not mm. too sure if you ever heard of it, Never but it. Tokyo Ghoul. It's not really vampires. I mean, I guess they kind of are. They, yeah, they're ghouls, but they they have to also drink blood and whatever. Gotcha. But but they do it in fucked up ways. Um, but the only thing that they can stomach, food wise or human wise, I should say, nachos. is coffee. Damn it! What did you say? <laughs> nachos. Nachos. No coffee. Um, so coffee is the only thing that they can do. So like that's that's like their ruse. Like they'll they they have like a cafe that they own, um, and all of the the ghouls live there. Um, oh, but the ghouls eventually have to fight other ghouls. Um, it's actually a really great show, and it's huh. it's really really cool. And there's it sounds cool. They're all like they have different forms, and their ghoul itself is actually like a tail that comes out when they actually have their true form. I guess it's it's super interesting. They have multiple huh. forms. It I like it. It's great. It's great. It's fucking cool. Tokyo Ghoul. If anybody wants to check it out, check, it, check out. it out. <laughs> I think it's on Hulu or Netflix. It's one of the two. 
Oscar comes running, uh, running to her aid. Uh, Ellie finishes finishing up, apologizing for the experience. He decides to hug her. She doesn't hug him back. She asks if he likes her. He agrees that he does a lot. She questions if he does so, even if if she wasn't a girl. Wondering if um if he would like her anyway. He ex- he supposes, curious as to why she asks. She doesn't answer. The next day, Oscar sets sets out to uh sets out to this. Excuse me. Sets out to see his father, but um, being dropped off down the road. Why so far? I guess because his mom didn't want to see him. Maybe or no, he's not even with his mom, right? Like mm. I think he's just. I think he's just taking like public transit. I think so. That's what I took it as. Yeah, like yeah. like either a bus or a taxi, one of the two. But he's like has to walk up to his fucking dad's house, and his dad's like. Oscar? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hello, son. <laughs> On his dad's farm, he gives his son a huge hug, excited to see him. A warming moment of them um, sledding together before heading back to his house. <laughs> his dad is is making something as Oscar gets up, grabbing his father's coat. He allows Oscar um, to put his coat on. He does so, smelling it as he gazes at the shelf. Cut back to Hawken, uh, setting up for, uh, for his next trip to blood capture. He, um, <laughs> Ellie hums as he walks as she walks around the flat before coming to check on him. He mentions that some people know his face and um, know that he lives there with her. She doesn't believe he should go out then, but he doesn't under. But um, wait, I don't know what I was trying to say. She doesn't believe that he um, he should go out there or go out then, but um, he doesn't understand what what else he would do for her. I guess um, she doesn't respond. He asks if she if she could do something for him, pleading for her to not see Oscar. He turns around to face her as she stares into his eyes. She caresses his cheek before leaving out of the room without saying a word. He goes back to his um, to his apple and kit. And he's like, the caressing of the cheek for him, to me, this is more weird than the two kids. Um, but, because uh, like he accepts it in a way that I think it was just like she hasn't touched him in years probably. Right? So, it's interesting. But mm. I find these scenes to be way more weird. Um, but that's how it seemed like. It seemed like, yeah. like, oh, like you haven't touched me. You haven't shown affection to me in so long that that's how he was able to accept that back or whatever. Um, it was like her way of saying, like, I love you kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's weird, dude. It's weird. That's what I'm saying. Like, these scenes are way more weird to me than the kids stuff. Um but yeah, like I see what it's you, all weird. It is all weird. But like I see what you mean. Like, isn't she supposed to be older? But I come in the in the realm of like the, they're filming children. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I said like too. Like like the director or who? I'm and I'm sure you're. I'm sure too. you're talking about the part where he sees her naked. And yeah, we like, also why, then why, see her why naked. Do they have to both undress and be naked in bed together. Like that yeah. scene didn't have to be in there to yeah. show that they have a romantic, yeah, you know, a romantic thing. connection, right? Yeah, yeah. She could have been in PJs and fucking did that. And like, oh, yeah. do you want to be my girlfriend? Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, do you want to go scene steady? End. Boom, done. Yeah. Whatever. But exactly. yeah, but yeah, this scene is weird too. Uh, he definitely like even like closed his eyes. Like, oh, this feels good. I'm like, uh, okay. even the Oscar thing seems like jealousy more <sighs> yeah. than it seems like protection, right? Like, That's it, true. Like, it doesn't feel like he's protecting her. It seems like he's jealous of her relationship with Oscar. Oscar back then. That's, and that's why I asked, uh, like, do you think that he was a, I, a previous lover? I, I see lover? it now. Right. <laughs> this is why I love the, the breakdowns that we do is yeah. because you see it in a different perspective of having 
two different like perspectives and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Um, used to be three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back there. And we'll David's all like, yeah, boy, all right, no, no, not this time. Don't do that. Don't do that. No. <laughs> no sound effects for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, not in this one. Not in this one. Yeah. <laughs> the people were like, what are you talking about for later that night Hawkins is watch is watching a group of teens play basketball in the gym once they are done uh the lights shut off inside the gym see the, once again why are you choosing a place full of people right like god damn dude in like, the go to an empty park where there's something, like some random person something like yeah just do what you did again but better yeah like <laughs> in the hall painfully um painfully grunting can or painful grunts can be heard in one of the rooms as someone is rapping and locking down the, um, the building while two kids are co- conversing and smoking cigarettes. Hawkins is putting, um, putting in or Hawkins continues putting in that work as he um, has the teen upside down in another room about to make the incision in his neck. That's another thing about him. He takes fucking forever. Yeah. And he's like, like, he's like mm-hmm. silence them or put anything mm-hmm. in their mouth to like make them quiet. Well, they're knocked out. Right. So like, uh, that's true, but well, yeah, like very, very temporarily. Yeah, I think that's why the neck yelling. thing. Like, yeah. but he's just, he's just like trying to take his time. Like, well, what are you doing all that for? Just fucking cut the neck, cut the neck, God damn it! Like, even if you even if you have to slice the neck open, like something, like what are you? That's not enough light for you. But yeah, the banging wakes him up. Mm. Which is interesting. But anyway, the lights shut off, causing them to stall. The two teens wonder uh, uh, what has taken their friend Matty uh, so long. One of them put out the, uh, the cigarettes before heading inside. Hawkins is setting up a flashlight as one of, uh, one of Matty's friends knocks on the window, joking that he could uh, jack off at home. Hawkins uh, becomes slightly worried at this point, even more so when banging on the door can be heard. His friend calling out to Matty to hurry up. Matty beginning to wake up from his unconscious state as his friends uh, continue calling for him. Hawkins sits down across, across from Matty as he demands to be let down, struggling to get out of his binds um, as he calls for help. Dropping a jar full of acid on his jacket, Hawkins picks up the jar as Monty's friends continue to shout for uh, for him to open the door before ba- while banging, leaving out of the room as Monty continues screaming for help. They ram the door open as Hawkins hides in the back of the room with the jar of acid in his hands. Nervous about them finding and recognizing him, he decides to pour the acid over his head, calling out to um, calling out to Ellie. Damn. I thought he was going to take the jar and like throw it on them or something. Yeah. He's like, fuck off. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, very intense well, scene. This scene was like, this scene was horrific because scary. The, the guy, he's a really good actor who's hung upside down and just screaming yelling and for screaming help. and yeah. it's like screaming for help. Yeah. And it was like, it was like, all right, lower volume. I don't want my housemates to think I'm like watching some messed up shit because I am watching some messed up shit. Um, but yeah, no, you know, it was a very terrifying scene. I was like, yeah, they, they that was a great it. scene. And then great seeing scene. him pour it on himself, I'm like, oh, that sucks. Like that's gonna hurt. And then I love what we see later on. Absolutely, like, yeah, that was great. Absolutely. Back with Ellie at the apartment, kneeling down by the wall, about to message Oscar, but decides against it. Cut to Oscar lifting weights with the villa, or lifting weights, quote unquote. <laughs> and uh, Avila's just like reading newspaper. Yeah, like, hey, he's like, yeah, hey, you're fine. They're fine. It's, it's like spot this for you. It's sure. like five pounds. Like you're good. You got it. And he's like, you just like <laughs> just places it down. It's like, all right, that's nuts. he helps him place it down, and it's so fucking funny to me. This scene is so hilarious. 
Uh, he, he's having a slight hard time with the weight, trying to put it back on the bar as Avila is reading a newspaper next to him. He finally assists Oscar in getting the bar stationed. After he showers, he searches for his pants, finding them jammed into a urinal. That sucks. Uh, yeah. He fishes them out, inspecting the pea-soaked pants. He ends, um, he ends up going home in his gym shorts, walking through the snow. Ellie is Oof. lying down in bed, listening to news reports about Hawken. The anchor states that, quote, an unidentified man was arrested yesterday, charged with murder and attempted murder, end quote. As Ellie is, tape- is taping on the wall, lying down on her uh, makeshift bed, the, the anchor continues th- that the facial uh, wounds were self-inflicted. She turns over before getting up. She walks inside of a hospital, going up to a woman at the front desk. The receptionist uh, doesn't say anything as Ellie glances down the hall after someone coughs. She shares that she's looking for her dad. The nurse asks if she if he is was admitted. She nods her head, explaining that he's sick and the police brought him in, asking if she knows where he is. The nurse answers that he's on the seventh floor both it both it is a restricted ward or but it is a restricted uh, ward w- uh, willing to call them ellie declines as she walks out of the room the nurse goes outside to see where she went not noticing her behind her on the side of the building <laughs> this shot looks fucking fantastic yeah. oh my god a lot of the stationary shots are great because there's a lot going on in them. And it's yeah. Just like, yeah it's okay. And she's the same color as the wall, so she blends in pretty well there. But, like, goddamn. And when she it's just so cool. fucking starts crawling up the wall, it looks so good. Ellie hurries up and crawls up the wall as the woman heads back inside the hospital. <laughs> fucking, like... Spider-Man, Let's just, this looks great. Um, Ellie makes it to Hawkins' room from outside his window. She taps on the window, sitting sitting down as she waits for him to get out of bed and open the door. And it's this is great because it seems like any new area, not just if you know this person, any new area you have to be invited in. Right. So it, it, it seems like it doesn't matter. He struggles to get out of bed. She places her um, uh, her hand on the window as he approaches. She asks if he if she could come in. He can't speak, so she, um, he makes sure that nobody is coming into the room before opening up the window for her. And he can't officially like invite her in, right? Yeah. Um, they stare at each other for a moment, Hawk and understanding what he has to do. He detaches his breathing tube, causing the machine to beep, extending his neck out for Ellie to suck the rest of his blood before allowing himself to slump and fall out of the window. His head crashing on the awning, not killing him right away, but fuck. But yeah, you're right. This looks great. Yeah. This like looks awesome. Obviously, there's a little pieces of CG here, but his nose. His nose, his ear, like kind of falling hell. off. Yeah, the mouth, everything. It's it's scary imagery for sure. Yeah, this is wild, um, wild to his look. His nose at. is like split in half. Yeah, his nose is split in half. Ugh. he's Oof. fucked up. He's fucked up. I did a bad thing by pausing here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like looking at all the details yeah. now. Every it's ounce of the gruesome. details. You yeah. see his skull as well. Skull. You see the skull. You see the whites of his skull. Um, you obviously see the the cheek muscle as yeah. well. It's there's a lot going on here. Yeah, they put a lot of time and effort into the visual of him literally putting acid on his face. Yeah. Even the eye is kind of like drooping down, like it melted a little bit. Oh my god! Why did I pause here? I don't know. But you know, I don't know because I I yeah, said he hit he the tans. awning already. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when he hits that awning, the smack 
from the awning. How oh my God, fucking yeah. surprising was that? It, I was surprised this happened in general. Yeah, like, God damn. Bung! Oh, <laughs> fuck. When he hits himself in the awning. Yeah, like, the ragdoll effects just pop out. Jesus Christ. Like, the sound is so haunting, dude. It's it's a sound that sticks with you. It's a sound that sticks with you. Damn. <coughs> Excuse me. Ellie stares at him um, before wiping away um, for before wiping away in the night. Um, cuts a lackey and a woman sleeping. He wakes up. He tries to wake up the woman, um, questioning why the kid could uh, would kill Jock. Uh, she groans that she doesn't know. He continues that his friend was the sweetest person ever, wanting to tear that kid limb from Aww. limb. He really had that good friendship with that dude. He did. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ellie taps on Oscar's window, waking him up. She whispers for him to not look at her. He drops down. Uh, he drops down back in bed. She shares um, the rules that she that he has to invite her inside. He groans that she can come inside. She enters the room, instructing him to turn around as she strips out of her clothes, lying down next to him. He's fully awake now, uh, wondering how she got inside. She expresses that she flew in. Um, he doesn't believe her, uh, filling her body on his. He notices that she's she isn't wearing anything and she's cold she apologizes asking if it's gross he doesn't think so though yes yes it's, it's gross. gross it's gross um yeah it's weird it's definitely weird and, and i agree like what are the director's intentions um and obviously i think the intention is romanticism right but it's just weird that it's children yeah right and and obviously that makes us uncomfortable yes, it does. as it should i 100%. think i think if you weren't uncomfortable from this scene Something is very wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> you should be uncovered from the scene, and I think that's and the point. I, I don't know why, but like moments like this in like movies, where I'm like, where I like, I, I get very protective over kids sometimes. Sure. I, I know David had like the same stuff. Like he hates seeing bad things happen to kids. Yeah, like I think David um, wouldn't have enjoyed this movie. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Um, especially like scenes like this. I'm like, there's probably some sicko who likes this scene. And that makes me angry too because the scene exists to make someone like that enjoy it. And I'm like, ah, why? Why does that have to be yeah. in the movie? No, that's fair. You know, it's but, it's it's like the whole concept of like when people put their kids on TikTok and Instagram right, right, and right. stuff like that. And, you know, it, I'm just overprotective. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. It's one of the reasons I mean, why it's not I overprotective. I, it's just normal protective. I don't know. Right. That's how I say it. But it, it, it's one of it's one of the reasons why I don't even post my kid on social media anymore. Right. Um, because like there are people out there who are just who have nefarious intentions. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like there there there's people out there who aren't who aren't seeing it the way that a it's normal person will see. It. Yeah. Right. Like oh that's a cute kid or whatever or like right. or like oh that's a cute photo. There's people who would definitely have other intentions, which is why I ended up deleting all the pictures of Ellie from social media. So, yeah. My Ellie, not that Ellie. (laughs) She whispers higgledy-piggledy. I don't know what the fuck that is. How to say it. Higgledy-piggledy shout. How many fingers are out? End quote. Some nursery rhyme, I guess. I'm never... Might be a Swedish thing. He smiles, <laughs> he smiles before oh, calling. He smiles before calling out to her, asking if she would like to um, go steady with him. She sits up, not understanding what he means. He clarifies that he's asking her to be her um, his girlfriend. Um, Ellie tells him that she isn't a girl, which is also interesting. Once yeah. again, go, goes on to vampires being animalistic, right? right. 
Um, no matter to Oscar, he re-asks the question. She questions if um, if they could keep things the way they they currently are. He turns back around, reluctantly agreeing. She wonders if if you do anything quote unquote special when you go steady. He says no, agreeing that it would be the same thing regardless. She lies back down next to him, agreeing to go steady with him. He's shocked. She confirms that it'll just be the the two of them. He's happy about the idea, cracking a smile as she runs her fingers on his arm, holding and rubbing his hand as they lie down together. Like I said, it's weird. We're not supposed to be seeing this. But yeah, we are. So yeah. I think we're supposed to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Next morning, Oscar opens his window searching for Ellie. He closes it and notices that a note is left for him on his desk. Avila, or cut to Avila, um, taking all the kids to go ice skating on a frozen lake. He, <laughs> so I guess it's Thursday now. He's giving instructions, pronouncing his, his pronouncing his warning wrong. Another chaperone comes over to him, correcting him. So that's where that's where you kind of get the get the sense here. Right. Like she comes over laughing. And because um, he says, watch out, watch out for the, uh, the holy over there. Yeah. Um, so. He, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah so yeah, he, I was like, what, what are you talking yeah. about? Dude? So yeah. he's not he's not from there. Right. Like that was another clarification, clarifying moment for me to let me know, like, oh, dude doesn't isn't from here. Um, Connie goes up behind Oscar placing his hand on his shoulder, mocking if he cares for a swim. Oscar patiently uh, heads on uh Excuse me. Oscar patiently he- heads on the ice, spotting the same rod that Hawken used to cover up Shock's body. He picks it up, inspecting it before heading back. Connie and his friends, or Connie and his crew, are skating and, and um, chatting, spotting Oscar with the rod. They approach him, mocking if he would like to go for a swim. Oscar answers that he doesn't. Avela watches the bully speak with him from afar. Two other kids approach him, letting him know that they have to go pee. He instructs them to go behind <laughs> the tree. They question about peeing in the snow. What the fuck? Now, granted, one thing I didn't mention here: this movie is set in the eighties. Um, so, coin the the iconic term from Nightlight: the eighties. The eighties. <laughs> he doesn't Jeez. care. Explaining that it'll make the snow yellow. <laughs> Meanwhile, Connie asks why Oscar has the stick. Oscar suggests that it's to hit him if he tries anything. He tests Oscar, Hell wanting yeah. to push him and knowing that he won't do anything about it or feeling that he won't do anything about it. His friends start mockingly singing, calling him a little piggy, while the two boys are setting up uh, to use the bathroom. One of them spots something in the snow, pointing it out to the other. Connie calls for his friend, uh, friends to help him, but they back out since uh, Avila is close by. He asks if they are supposed to just let Oscar stand there. They don't say anything. Connie approaches Oscar. Without hesitation, he hits the fuck out of him in the head, causing him to fall to his knees. And by him, I mean Connie gets hit. Screaming on the ice, causing Avila to, uh, and one of the chaperones to look in that direction. The chaperone goes to his aid, wondering what's going on. In another direction, the two kids are... The two kids are screaming from the dead body. The chaperone tries helping Connie split ear, putting um, her beanie over it. Oscar feeling pure bliss from the quick attack. Avela checks on the two younger students, one of them pointing out that pointing out the, the body stuck in the ice while the other covers his uh, covers his eyes. Quick cut to the body um, being sawed out, out of the ice. Mm. I actually thought this scene was also very fucking funny. Funny? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was cool. <laughs> it was, it's cool you, to see like the under the ice and you <laughs> see the chainsaw go through it. It's oh yeah, cool, no, uh, this part's effect. cool. But oh, when they pick him out, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> He's like just hanging there like a little pinata. Like what is happening? <laughs> it's 
body is just dangling. Like, they, yeah. And it's and just ice. frozen in space. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's like, just like, yeah, it's like. This was so fucking It's like funny. if he was like in all four stuck in ice. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, it's such a weird shot. God damn. And I like the fact <laughs> they do the close-up shot of it too. I love it. Yes, yes. I like the fact that his body isn't entirely underneath the ice either. It's yeah. just slightly up. That shit was funny as fuck that's, to yeah, me, that's dude. Funny. Later that night, Oscar is, is still feeling his sense of ecstasy from earlier. His mother is shouting in um on the phone uh, to his father about them being blamed. Oscar decides to go inside the house to face his mother. She certainly tells him that um that she got a call from the school and that he better uh, speak with his father. He takes the phone, telling his dad that he's fine, bluntly answering the rest <laughs> of his questions. The next day, Oscar is pumping pumping that iron before going in for a swim, which. Could be very dangerous. Oh yeah, you can cramp up something like that's very dangerous. I actually you're tying um, yourself out and then going out for a swim. Yeah, that's not that's not good. I actually knew a guy uh, that I went to middle school with who died like that. Um, may he rest in peace. His name was Sonny. Uh, he was a good dude. He was a really good dude, um, from what I remember at least. And yeah, he was he was on the football team. He was Over, work- worked out and then swam. He worked out. He was uh, he was lifting weights and then he went for a swim in his backyard and uh, he drowned. He got he got a cramp and um, he drowned. Yeah, it's fucked up. Uh, one of his bullies gathers the the courage to speak to him, calling calling out to him, joking about him liking to swim. He doesn't answer and continues swimming while um while or swimming with quotations is what I put because what the fuck was he doing? <laughs> Because it wasn't swimming. It wasn't even waiting. It was just like he wanted to drink all this water. <laughs> yeah, he has his mouth open the whole time. <laughs> it was just like constantly going underwater. Yeah. Mouth, yeah. He's having a time of his life, though. Uh, it's well, funny. His expression, when he's happy, he's a happy child. He's, he's happy, a very happy, happy kid. Yeah. 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 He's loving life. Very expressionist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ellie watches from behind the glass. They then walk home together inside of a tunnel. Oscar comments about them not being allowed in there as he excitedly shows Ellie something. He opens the door to a dark room, men- mentioning the, uh, that some of the older kids use it. She doesn't respond as he re- decides to continue that they tried to push him into a hole of, in the ice. But um, he hit Connie with the stick, sending him to the ER. <laughs> the, she calls She calls to him, trying to get his attention to listen to her, but he continues speaking. She calls out to him again, turning turning on the light. She turns around saying, bravo, which causes him to smile. <laughs> Ellie uh, plays some music from a cassette as she looks around the room they're in. Oscar gets a little more comfortable taking his gloves off and discreetly um, pulling out his knife. I didn't know what his intentions were here when he did this, when he pulled out the knife. Yeah. Like, maybe it was just to play with it, but I don't. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Maybe he was like, this is going to be my first victim. Because, like, he, like, looks, looks over at her, at her. Yeah. And it's just like, what? Nefarious intent. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what's going on here? What is going on here? I feel like maybe he thinks that she would dig it if he, like, showed her. Maybe. I don't know. Oh no, that's right. He he wanted to do oh, the, the blood, blood packs. thing. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, forgot yeah. about that. Never mind. Anyway, she asks about what he wanted to do. He looks back at her, unbuttoning uh, the knife and pulling it out um, of the holster, holding the blade on his hand, bracing himself to slice his hand. He does so, wincing at the pain before extending it. Um, <coughs> excuse me, 
I still got this cough a little bit. Before extending his hand um, toward Ellie, she moves back as her stomach growls. He chuckles, um, getting getting up to tell her uh, that they are going to mix blood, trying to assure her that it doesn't hurt. She fights the urge as the stomach as her stomach turns, blood dripping from from the pool of in his hand. She looks down at the ground, growling and slurping up his blood. She shifts into an older looking woman. I think this is her real self here. Um, not yet. If you keep going, uh, you'll you'll notice it. Um, as um, oh no, you got to go back. There you go. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's her true form. Like she's an older woman, and it's. To, I didn't notice this when I first watched it. Yeah. Yeah, I bet this is so. This happens twice in this movie. Um. But it kind of reminds me of, of so Zelda from woman. Pet Cemetery, But, um, yeah, this is, you kind of see, like, the hair is a lot more wiry. The eyes, like, she has bags under her eyes. It, it Yeah, it's just an older woman. It's crazy. Demanding him to go away, she shifts back, which causes Oscar to be slightly weirded out. She runs away. Oh, yeah. Um, Leaving him in the building alone, Ellie climbs up a tree, growling and trying to regain her composure. Uh, cuts a ghost, uh, to Ghosta and the rest of his crew, being told about how they uh, dug out Jock's body. Go, um, ghost, Ghosta is worried that they'll lock him up, lock him away for claiming that he saw what happened. Why? Why would they do that to you? See, she's yeah. another woman here as well. So that's not her again. Right. Yeah. Locky reminds him how close <laughs> so he was weird. to Jacques. Um, Gosta apologizes, but admits that he can't. Larry chimes in that it is his duty since he witnessed the crime. Lackey comments about how they speak so highly of Jacques, but now he has nothing left left since he's gone. He begins to cry. Genia, uh, his, his girlfriend, um, tries <laughs> to console him. He shouts for her not to do that, claiming that she doesn't get it and she's cold, commenting that nobody gets it. And uh, she gets up from the couch, hitting him before leaving out of the apartment. He chases after her, walking down the road, calling out to her. She sobs as she heads toward uh, toward another building. Her cries are actually kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. She's like, <laughs> this whole scene is so weird. It's like, yeah, your best friend. That's like, no, I got nothing. And she's like, oh, nothing? It's like, yeah, you don't get it. It's like, my best friend, he's the best. He gave me a great evening of merriment. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, <woman>. it definitely <laughs> like, it definitely was oddly violent yeah for it, sure it was like this the whole scene was super aggressive it was a little over the top and like you oh said, they very much crying. so i don't know why it reminded me of like dodgeball when like uh the girl scouts <laughs> lose like god damn you bernie's <laughs> <laughs> like that fake crying crying <laughs> but yeah <laughs> No, I agree. <laughs> but this scene was scary. It was cool. I love this scene. Yeah, actually. this scene. What happens next? Is he great. wants. He wants to at least talk about it. She decides to stop and hear him out. He tells her. To, uh, he tells her to come with him. She shakes her head and goes up to uh, goes up the stairs in the other direction. They hear a loud bark. Lockie seeing Ellie then jump jump on her from the back, from the top of the tree. He runs over to her aid, yelling for her to uh, to get off Genia. She sucks on his on her neck before he he kicks Ellie off of her. Ellie slightly comes back. Hearing Larry, hearing Larry and Gosta come up the stairs behind them, while Lackey is checking on her, she decides to take this opportunity to make a run for it. Nobody chasing after her. Cuts Genia sleeping in bed, frantically waking up from getting burned. She's uh, from the sunlight peeking through the blinds. This was fucking cool. Yeah, 
This was cool. So like the transition happens pretty quickly. Oh yeah. She doesn't understand what's going on. She opens up her blinds, blind, um, blinded and burned by the sunlight. She goes into the bathroom, checking on her neck, surprised on it being healed. She gets the urge to smell her own blood on the napkin, um, her stomach growling from the scent. Oscar is hanging. Oscar is hanging out with his dad, playing a game. Um, Jen. I think is how you pronounce his name. Oscar's Oscar's dad's friend um, comes into the room, greeting them both. His dad gets um, gets up to grab a drink for the for the two of them. Oscar calling uh, calling out to him for his next turn. This was fucking weird. This was just a weird scene in general. I think that's his dad's lover. So I can see that maybe. Yeah, because like he was like, "Oh, you have company," you know, like the way he said it. And I think that's I think that's what made. Oscar feel a little uncomfortable, maybe, because like even the yeah, way they look the at each other, each other, yeah, yeah. So I, like I, I ship it, I, I see it. Yeah, so like I, I feel like that, that that's who he is. Yeah, um, but I don't know. He tells Oscar that they have guests pouring the two the two of them dr- uh, a drink as they continue sitting at the table in silence. Oscar looks at his dad, who looks back at him, not saying a word. This is the last time we see his dad. He reads <laughs> the note that uh, uh, that was left by Ellie <clears throat> that reads, quote, I must be gone and live or stay and die. Yours, Ellie, end quote. A car drives down the road at night. Oscar decides to hitchhike to be picked up. The car stops and he runs over to it. Meanwhile, Genia is still having a hard time transitioning for, new- for her newly found hunger cues. She searches for Jock's frozen blood in the snow, looking up at Gusta's place. She heads into that direction. Lackey is speaking with Gusta about something while, while one of the cats growls in the direction of the door. Gusta picks up his cat. The door is opened by Genia. He looks at her as he looks at her as she is slightly slumped in with uh, with nothing but hunger on her face, waiting to be invited inside. This was fucking awesome. This scene, I swear, caught me so off guard. Oh, about I, the, the cat also looks kind of fake. Which uh, yeah, is, the cats are fake. CGI, which is yeah, yeah the cats are fake. Makes sense, obviously. which is which I like. I I never I never um, fault CGI animals because I fucking hate seeing animals in actual distress because animals aren't actors right like they can't just turn that off like you know they're actually in distress I just didn't know how bonkers this thing was gonna be oh so it caught me so off guard and I'm like where was this in the entire movie like I I get the like the hissing and like yeah cats don't fuck with vampires cool. I saw that. I like that. I love seeing that scene when they bought the candy and stuff like that. I was like, oh, that's a cool aspect. Animals know animals, right? They have that sixth sense mm-hmm. of like something that's evil or something's about to happen, like earthquakes or whatever. They have this something unnatural. They, they, they can feel it. Right. Love that. I love that whole entire concept. You don't love this? But they turned this shit to 11. Fuck <laughs> yeah, this. dude. This like, shit was great. <laughs> this shit was great. Like, this dude has like 20 cats going on right now. but And he know, allowed it. Wild, yeah. That was my favorite there. part. They just stood there, like, let it happen. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what's happening? Like, because the movie's so grounded, and this was so like out of pocket craziness. Well, I I'm think like, it's because right, Gusta cool. knew. I think Gusta knows like, what this girl key. is, and like, I, I or think he was beginning to really understand. Well, I think he understood immediately because when 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 she bit Jacques, he watched the whole thing. Okay, yeah, and fair. so like, I think he knows, which is why he didn't want to tell the cops. Because he didn't know how to. Right. You know, like, he was just like, well, like, what am I going to say? I'm going to say this this little girl, 
bit this guy's neck like a fucking vampire and then had the strength to twist his head 180 degrees? I think he's a vampire hunter in the past. Maybe. That's why he has so many cats. Maybe. You never know. He's like, I know you guys know. <laughs> the light in the hallway cuts off as she enters inside the apartment building, which also looks also fucking great. Yeah. great. Um, taking off her jacket and bag to the floor. Lackey calls for, uh, calls to her as they sur- are surrounded by a group of hissing CG cats and gr- CG hissing and, and or hissing and growling CG cats. Excuse me. She doesn't answer him. He grabs her by the arm, pulling her head toward him. She fights him off and demands him to leave her alone as the cats all attack her. <laughs> Ghost locks himself outside of the balcony, holding one of his cats as he watches her be attacked from the window. This was fucking great. The little cat literally grabbing her ankle. Oh my god. I like how how that one cat like like wound it up and she like throws one off. <laughs> yeah, no, she's like fighting. She's like, damn. Like, this it, shit was awesome. Oh my God. This, yeah, this scene is great. This scene is fucking amazing. That cat was like biting her ass and shit. She falls down the stairs with the cat. <laughs> one of those cats had to have fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my God. Uh, Lackey demanding him to do something until she rams it, rams uh, a cat into the door, running out of the flat and tripping down the flight of stairs with the cat still attached. <laughs> Love sorry. it. This shit is not funny, but it's funny. She <laughs> rides as I, I don't think it was meant to be funny. She rides as she's b- brought into a hospital. Lackey close behind. Oscar makes it uh, makes it back to the complex. He bangs Morse code on Ellie's door. She calls out asking if he wants uh if that is him. He agrees. She allows him inside her flat. He comes inside the and comes inside excuse me. He comes into her home, oddly concerned by the sterile aesthetic and smell. He's about to talk to her talk um into her excuse me, I don't know what I was trying to write there, so I'm gonna skip it. Um <laughs> but she walks in front of him closing the uh, glass door. He tries for the uh the handle but it's locked. He asks if she's a vampire. The first and only time the word vampire is mentioned in this film. Yeah. She answers that she lives lives off blood agreeing. He hesitantly asks if she's dead as the, as they place their hands on the glass um, for uh, for each other. She sh- uh, tells him th- that she isn't, asking if he can tell. He shrugs as he places his hand on, on, her, on hers uh, from behind the glass, wondering if she's old. She acknowledges that she's 12, but she's been the same age for a long time. She mm-hmm. unlocks the door and allows him inside the room. Ellie uh, puts on a sweater, but no pants as Oscar cont- uh, questions if she's poor since she doesn't have um, a lot of materialistic items. She t- uh, asks him if he sees the egg on the table. <laughs> he does. She explains um, that if she sold it, you could probably buy a nuclear power plant with it. He doesn't believe her. She tells him to put his finger on it. He pushes the, he pushes his finger on top. It crumbles, revealing a bunch of jewelry inside. What? I want one. That's so random. Well, that's well. This also explains why she's good at puzzles. Because sure, she, yeah. she has to build that back together, right? I hope so. I would assume so. Where can you buy it? <clears throat> right? Uh, yeah, no. It, yeah, it was a very interesting concept to see, like the egg filled with like jewelry. I'm like, sure, why not? Yeah, you show me cats attack a person, so I'm in. Yeah, why not? Yeah, <clears throat> it's funny though because the jewelry like doesn't look that flashy. No, yeah. I mean, granted, it's gold. I'm sure, and, and probably silver and platinum. But she can't buy a power plant with that. No, you're not Maybe buying a, a power plant with that one. Yeah. 
Not even that, man. <laughs> maybe a car. <laughs> maybe a few cats. No. Maybe a cat or two. He wonders where all of it came from. She uh, doesn't answer him walking away. He decides that he's going to uh, go home since he has to distribute flyers tomorrow. And he just knows in this moment where he's just like, mm, you stole all this shit. You're, you're, you're a thief. This is where I draw the line. I don't Killing care if you kill now. people. But you you're take, a fucking thief, man. Yeah, I, draw yeah. the line right there in the sand. She asked if he. Uh, uh, she asked if it is to make money, and that she could give him money if he wants it. He goes inside Hawkins' room as she gathers up some money for them to take. He angrily questions if she stole it from the people that she killed, but she claims that uh, that it was given to her from different people. He comments that he wants to go home now, but only if she allows him to leave. She moves out of his way, allowing him to exit the flat. Back with Lackey and, and Genia inside the hospital room, he's trying to tell her about something that he can uh, sell for a lot of money, but she's not listening to him, still trying to resist her new nature. She bound, she's bound to the bed, gripping tightly on her her wrist straps to uh, get his attention needing him to help her he's willing to help her she comments that uh ellie must have infected her no longer wanting to live cut to oscar and his mother uh, brushing their teeth at the same time turning it into a fun little competition (laughs) the next morning lackey is asleep in in the hospital hallway waking um waking up from one of the orderlies passing by the orderly goes inside uh, genia's room maybe a doctor i don't know someone wishing wishing her a good morning as he takes her off um, takes her off her shackles she firmly grasps um, grasps at her hands asking for him to open the blinds for her and she's just she's ready in this moment right she's just like i'm so ready to go she knows right like she knows what's next like if, if she didn't she a terrible way to go oh yeah he agrees getting up to getting up to open them she immediately allows the sunlight to take her as she combusts into flames, this looks, looks fucking incredible. And I did not expect this one. I mean, I knew she was going to burn, but like, damn, not like you that. Went all out on this, like, like that, scene. and it looks gorgeous. It too. Looks, I mean, it looks well, terrifying. Of course, but but yeah. shot wise, it's a beautiful shot. Yeah, like the Rules the shock three, on their face. Centered. Yeah. The the way that the flame goes up and just engulfs the ceiling, yeah, and to the point where they're just like, what the fuck do we do? We can't do anything about it. This yeah. is amazing. Amazing. This one I was like, work. damn, does this low budget movie have a budget? It does. It does. Uh, but yeah, it no, this does. this scene was very haunting to look at, but like very surprising and very appealing. Like, damn, you guys went there, you succeeded. You like this was a very effective scene. Yeah, I um, agree. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, Lackey, not for her, but yeah, no, it sucks for her. Lackey yeah. <laughs> runs into the room to see his girlfriend completely engulfed by the flames. Back at the school, Connie is demanding for a kid to hand over his hat. Connie's older brother grabs him by the head and wrestles him to the ground. Oscar stopping to watch the commotion. See what I mean? Like he he uh, stops by and he's just like he he doesn't seem like he's really trying to avoid them. Like he stops and fucking watches, you know. Yeah. So generational uh, trauma. We're mm. kid. Um. T- Haha, his ears split. Uh, his brother asks for the keys so he can go home. He hands his he hands him the keys as Connie heads back um, over to his group of friends. Oscar heads inside the school. Later that evening, he's eating he's eating some dinner while reading the newspaper. His door buzzes, confused. Uh, confused, he goes to answer it, opening it up to Ellie standing in the hallway, greeting him with a smile. They are quiet for a moment before she tells him that he must invite her inside. He wonders what will happen if he doesn't, and she just walks inside. 
joking if if there's any anything in the way that's invisible. He clicks his tongue and motions for her to come inside the flat, moving out of the way. She hesitantly does so, willing to show him um, what ha- what happens after she comes inside unvi- uninvited. I wonder if she has to be invited every single time, which could be interesting. I don't think so. I see there's so many different like regulations. Like obviously now that she doesn't have her familiar, she can get inside this building, go inside her own apartment. Right. So I think once she's invited in the first time, she's good for that location. But then why does she have to be invited again to his his house when she was in, in his room? That's what makes it confusing, right? It could be a consistency error. This vampire just picks and chooses when he's <laughs> invited or not, I guess. But anyway, it's uh, still a cool yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. scene overall. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this, yeah, this is also, and this is where I'm like, damn, this movie's good. Damn, this movie's good because it was like back to back. Like that was a cool scene. That was a cool scene. Right. And then also the ending was like, that was a cool scene. Like I think I like the second half just better than like everything else. Fair. Yeah. I mean, because um, the second half is just like it's all vampire shit right, at that point. Yeah, yeah. It's just like vampire heavy. But, and then the first half, you know. it's just like their love interest. And I'm like, I don't like this. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So fair. I guess I like the second half of this movie. Fair. Yeah, super <laughs> fair. She breathes heavily in the middle of the floor, struggling as he looks up at her or looks up at him, fighting the pain as her body begins to excrete blood from every hole in her crazy. body, including her pores. Fuck, dude. This scene is so insane. So good. God damn it. I'm shocked at how like how they were able to pull this off. Dude. And to watch it again in Let Me In, I I feel like it was even worse in Let Me In. Like oh, wow. there was a lot more blood on her for sure in Let Me In. Um they definitely upped the ante a little bit, but yeah. Shout out to Matt Reeves for fucking directing the fuck out of that too. Like he oh, yeah. he got the tone down. He got That's the cool. fucking tone down. I might have to check it out, too. I would definitely suggest checking it out, just so you can have your own opinion, you know? This is where I said, like, the makeup artist did a really great job. Truly. Yeah. Truly. Oscar screams no as he hugs her and invites her inside the house. She takes a relieving breath as as he hugs her. Inside his room, he asks who she, who she is. She claims to not be like him. He doesn't understand. She comments about him staring at something. He looks up at her. Asking if she's looking at, uh, asking if if he's looking at her, demanding him um, to squeal and scream. He's confused. She leans back, explaining that those being the first words she heard from him. Mm. He claims that he doesn't kill people. She understands, knowing that he would like to if he could, though, possibly f- to get revenge. He agrees, and she does it because she has to, wanting him to put himself in her shoes for a little while. I was like, damn deep. That was a. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, this This was a fucking poetic snapping moment. He stares He stares at her for a moment before closing his eyes. He, she changes again, repeating for him um, to be her for a little while. This was also interesting. Oscar cranks up the music, dancing around as he waits for, uh, for Ellie to come out of the shower. She nods to, her, um, to the music as he um, mentions that she could borrow one of his mom's dresses. Ellie heads into, into the room uh, to gather some clothing. He spies on her, noticing that she doesn't have any genitalia, which is also interesting. Granted, weird scene for us, but overall, I thought that was interesting because she constantly would say, I'm not a girl. Right. Right. Um, and Which, she never, she never it's like. It's very interesting to maybe know her origin story. Yeah, like, I'd how be did curious. she become 
a vampire. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, but I, I thought that was really, really interesting. And I would love um, <clears throat> a few of our friends who are trans, like if they have like any type of like, I don't know, deeper metaphorical insights, things, insights, exactly. Yeah, because that's behind the this. big thing I've always, like when I was watching this movie and she kept on saying, I'm like, I'm not a girl. I was like, I was thinking about like trans. I was right. like, oh. Exactly. Cool. Like, cause yeah. like, I feel like that, that a lot of that in this film is what that's kind of like, not hinting at, but is kind of like a metaphorical thing. Right. Yeah, that, 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 that doesn't identify as any gender at all. Right. Like, that's totally exactly. Yeah. Which, if that is the case, fucking revolutionary for a 2008 movie. That's true. Yeah, like, 100%. goddamn. Like, so really, really great. But I, I don't know if that's like, true or not. Being seen as different, doing things are right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he quickly moves back towards the record player as she comes back um, with the dress on, spinning, spinning so he could see. The bell buzzes. It being his mom, he rushes Ellie out of the room, bringing her toward the window of his of his room, excusing that he's in the bathroom. Damn, they don't have two keys. They just have one yeah, key to like, like. What if he's like, not home? Yeah, uh, I do. She love flies this out of the shot. window, moving along uh, to her room. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that's the that's the shot I love. Is like she just like flips and it's just like it was she's so in her fucking room. cool. It was like, really damn, cool. Like, oh, yeah. You vampire, are you? His mom's like comes in, like, where's one of my dresses? Like, <laughs> Ellie is back in her flat playing a puzzle game, um, which loves I, her puzzles. She loves her puzzles. Like, you even if you pause it here, let's just take a look at her room, right? Like, we got um, cards on the corner there. Looks like looks like she was playing maybe solitaire or something. Um, we got a room back there that looks like. It looks creepy. Like it looks it like looks a, creepy, a, a, yeah. a fucking place where you die. Uh, <laughs> she has a death room, and then all this shit that's on the table are just like tr- just regular like trinkets. trinkets. Yeah, trinkets. Yeah. So it's it's uh, yeah. it's super interesting. Super super interesting. Even like the lampshade is gone, and yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, super interesting. But she even has like dominoes on the uh, like on the ground as well yeah. across from her. So yeah. Ellie, Ellie is back in the flat playing a puzzle game. Meanwhile, Oscar checks in, checks on his mother sleeping, turning on the light to make sure. <laughs> what? Why? Why did you turn the light on? What the fuck? Yeah, are you sleeping? Turn on the light. He, and sleeping? It's a bright ass light. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Blinding. <laughs> that would have woke my ass up. <laughs> The next day, Lackey goes back to the site where his friend was killed. Oscar um, wakes in, wakes up inside Ellie's flat. He finds a note. Like, I assume that was her place, right? I think so, yeah. yeah. He finds a note from, from Ellie saying that she's inside the bathroom and for, for him to not to come in, asking if he would like to hang out later, adding that she really likes him before signing off. He goes, he goes over to... Um, he goes over to the bathroom, seeing seeing if he hears anything, but nothing. Meanwhile, Lackey walks back inside the complex. Um, oh shit! Looking up at Ellie's window, he enters inside the home, standing and looking at, around the flat. He goes inside the uh, in, he goes inside the other rooms, ripping off one of the large coverings on his window. It lets some light in um, into the room as he continues searching around, not noticing Oscar hiding underneath the table in the kitchen. Lackey grabs a knife to jimmy open the, the bathroom door. He slowly enters inside, trying for, trying for the light, but it won't turn on. Removing the sheet over the tub, he kneels down uh, to remove the blanket that's covering Ellie. Oscar walks behind him as Lackey looks over 
over Ellie's sleeping inside the tub, searching for something on her. Uh, Oscar pulls pulls out a knife. Lackey um, Lackey complains about not being able to see anything as he as he's. Um, about to take the cover off the window. Oscar screams no, which also wakes up Ellie and startles him. He throws the knife into the sink, about to approach Oscar, but <laughs> Ellie jumps on his back, biting at his neck. Oscar slightly closes the door, allowing her to put in, in that bloody work. <laughs> she going in. Lackey grabs at the door, leaving a bloody handprint. Oscar is trying to calm his nerves, dropping his weapon as a, t- as a tenant upstairs, yells and bangs for them to keep it down. She finally <laughs> f- uh, comes in out of the bathroom, all bloody, hugging and thanking him. I would have been like, ew. Um, she shares, I would have been like, ill in the next part too she is so she um, shares that she must go away he doesn't answer so then she decides to give him a bloody kiss instead the banging from above continues after they've already kept it down so what are you banging for brother (laughs) this is interesting because like she's kisses him with with her eyes open watches him as she's kissing him too and it's it's kind of like innocence but at the same time it is very much like Manipulation a little bit. That's what I feel like it yeah. is. Like, are you enjoying this? I want to know. Right. Like, the, like, is this what you wanted? It's like now, like you are fully in my world. Are you right. accepting me? Right. Like it's like the official. We're now bonded. Right. Like you, you're mine, and I'm yours, kind of thing. Yeah. Like this is just as much as you're killed in mine. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck. Brutal. Oscar heads back home for, uh, to a uh, to a mother who is scared out of her fucking mind. He goes straight into his room, locking the door, um, and he like puts like a chair underneath it or something that she can't get into. Yeah. Um, closing all of his toy car hoods and trunks and reading the headline quote, "Who I don't know who yeah. killed the man in the ice." End uh, <laughs> quote on the newspaper. I don't know why he was fucking doing this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I was like, "This kid's just fucking weird." Later that night, he sees a taxi leaving out of the complex. He watches as it drives down the road, checking on Ellie's place one last time just to find all of her belongings gone. Back inside his room, he places his hand on the glass. The next day, Snot-Nosed Oscar is crying as he looks out of the window. He, like, constantly had Snot running in his nose. (laughs) It was, like, constantly... His phone rings and he answers it. Someone named Martin calls calls for him, asking if he's going to come, uh, come, uh, excuse me, come to lift weights um, for, with Avela. Oscar doesn't understand why. Um, Martin claims that he wants him to be there. Oscar isn't sure. Um, it it is revealed that it is Connie and his goons pretending to be the this person, or it, it's his name is actually Martin. So I guess he wasn't pretending. I just didn't know what the fuck his name was because I couldn't find right. shit on IMDb to help me out here. But hey, his name's Martin, so that's him. Uh, playing along uh, that it is good uh, what he did to Connie, which I actually genuinely think was real. I think he meant that. I think Martin think, actually... Yeah, I, yeah I he's like, so. you know what? He's a bully. Like, I don't right. want to be like this guy. Yeah, like yeah. I think he just doesn't know how to get away from Connie. Right. Same thing with their other friend. Right, out of fear. Right, exactly. Yeah. 
claiming that he he had it he had it coming, asking again if he's coming tonight. Later that night at the gym, Oscar puts on his shoes. Avela comes around the corner, calling it good. Picking up the bottle of shampoo and spilled on the floor that spilled on the floor, Martin greets him on the other side. Oscar returning the greeting before Avela takes him uh, for his water aerobics. Martin waits in a moment as Connie and the others uh, come out. Them all pouring a flammable substance on top of the trash. Oscar is d- is doing his aerobics with Avela in front of him with some music playing. Martin comes over to uh, comes over to the to him uh, to tell him about the fire. He grabs his keys and runs outside, passing up Connie's brother Jimmy. Meanwhile, Martin does the aerobics for him to copy, smiling and glancing um, at someone coming from behind him. What is up with the mouth open? Yeah, it happens a lot. <laughs> the fire looks cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he like I. He, he like leaves and then he starts being happy again and starts marching with him. Yeah. Another thing we didn't mention as well, um, for a movie that com- comes out in, in 2008, right? Yeah. Um, he, or this movie looks very much like it's from the 80s. Yeah, very much. Like it, it not only fits the tone, but it actually looks like this movie was made in the 80s. This was so fucking weird. Jimmy and Connie so and the happy. other kid oh, whose name I can't pronounce um, uh, won't even try. Uh, come into the pool demanding for everyone to get out of there. Jimmy pulls out a pulls out a knife, takes his jacket off before getting down on Oscar's level. He knows if he he knows if he knows who he is. Oscar confirms. Jimmy uh, def- demands that that. Uh, Jimmy demands that they will have a contest on who can hold their breath for at least three minutes. Um, if he can do it, he'll just nick him. But if he can't, he'll poke he'll poke one of his eyes out, claiming that to be fair. Oscar timidly um comments on that being impossible. Jimmy claims um claims that to be his problem as Connie kicks over the stereo. He motions for Oscar to approach him, reminding him of the three minute rule, counting down for for him to hold his breath. He pushes his head down underneath the water. The all the others all all standing around him, uh, to watch in uh. And the clock overhead, counting down the minutes or the seconds, I guess. One of them sitting down due to the pressure of all of this. Jim and he's crying. I didn't put that, but he's crying. Like he yeah. doesn't just sit down, but he starts fucking crying. Uh, Jimmy continues holding his head under the water. Connie calls calls out to him. He yells for Connie to shut up as he continues holding his head under there. Oscar becomes unconscious, missing the chance to witness the boys being swept and dragged in and out of the water. Fuck. Martin's head yeah, cool. getting ripped off, and so does Jimmy's arm, releasing Oscar's head. Ellie helps him out of the water. His eyes are met with hers as little speckles of blood are on her face. Fucking hell, dude. They both smile at each other, leaving out of the pool, everyone else dead except for one of them who's left there crying. You know what this movie really reminds me of? What? Grandma Del Toro's work. Yeah. It's a lot of like um He's actually very much applauded this movie many of times. I can I could probably tell that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's really good at keeping like movies very grounded and like very like Yeah, you get to see his first movie tomorrow or next week. Oh that yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that. It's a great transition. Yeah. Is that in all of his movies, no matter what, there is a sense of brutal violence and it does come out of nowhere mm-hmm. just like this movie yeah where there's like those violent pieces of it but it's not the whole story it's more about the characters themselves right. yeah and it has a lot to do with like kids and look 
thickly and <laughs> going through like a lot of monstrous things. Yeah. So fair. I was like, oh, this just reminds me of The Devil's Backbone a little bit. Sure. Yeah. Or, absolutely. Like, other movies like Pan's Labyrinth a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we remind you of Kronos. <laughs> now it will, yeah. So yeah, no, this is a great scene of this just is. like chaos. Just I love when we see their bodies brutal. later because they're like ripped in half and everything. Yeah. This shit's fucking crazy. Jesus, yeah, fade to dark shot. snow fall as the transition to a train. Oscar is sitting on the train with a box next to him with Ellie inside. Motherfucker just ran away. His poor mom. His poor mom. Like, goddamn. Uh, yeah, their bodies are, like, ripped in half. It's nuts. This shit's but crazy. The other bully that was, like, sitting down crying, he's fine? He's yeah. fine, yeah. He left him alone. Yeah, he's just there Because that's the one thing I was, like, concerned. Like, ah, oh, poor kid. Yeah, yeah he's traumatized. There. Yeah, traumatized forever. That's all your friends and bullies. That's yep. what happens. He smiles when, when she speaks to him through Morse code, and he responds before continuing to look out of the window. Then, credits. I love this movie, man. I think this movie is just so fucking good. I really like it. Don't yeah. love it, but yeah, I really like it. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I and like this is this is one that I just find to be a, a really a really good vampire piece. Yeah. Um and and the the period that it's set in and, and so on and so forth. Like I, I enjoyed all enjoy all of that. Um and I like Let Me In. I, I think Let Me In captures this same feel i like let me in and this is gonna sound weird for everybody else i know i like let me in more only because i like i watched it first so for me that was a little bit more nostalgic i guess for me uh because i watched that on in in 2010 and that's when i didn't i found out later when it was on netflix i think at the time um that that was the one so i didn't watch let the right one in until maybe around 2016 something like that so yeah been a minute Ooh, pet that's a good one um but i got some motherfucking movie facts yep movie facts (gasps) the film takes place in 1982 hey Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. several tricks were used to create the right sound effects for uh some of the gorier scenes biting into sausages was used to replicate biting into skin and flesh and drinking yogurt was used to sound like drinking blood the sound of the children blinking was made by the skin of grapes rubbing together in almost um blinking motion (laughs) fuck okay gross uh, in the bed scene with Oscar and Ellie, she plays a game of how many fingers am I using by tapping on his back that seems somewhat out of character for her. In a deleted scene, which has apparently intended to precede this scene, Oscar plays this game with her and she does not understand it, although she does correctly guess the number of fingers. Um, her her version of the game appears to be using different words as if as if she cannot quite remember what it was that he said. Interesting. Huh. Hmm. And, uh, that's actually pretty interesting. Uh, the title of the film, as well as the novel upon which it, it was based, refers to the fact that, according to the myth, vampires must be invited in before they can enter someone's home. This is shown in the film when Ellie asks Oscar to invite her inside of his apartment. <clears throat> The English translated title of the book and film, Let the Right One In, is taken from the lyrics of the song Let Let the Right One Slip In by Morrissey. That's fucking cool. Yeah. Like. Uh, despite being asked twice by Oscar, Ellie never reveals her true age. It is often speculated that Ellie is around 300 years old. Gross. 
Ew. <laughs> Ew. Despite being. How do you uh, even speculate that? Maybe I based don't on know. the book, they might go in deeper, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Well, sure. like, like I told you too, though, um, it seems like she's used to just getting multiple familiars. Yeah. Right? Like, she, this isn't her first rodeo, right? So. Well, yeah, she should wait until they're 18 at least. <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't that be weirder? I'm just saying. be 18 too. I'm just saying. That would be weird. That would be weird. All of it's weird. All of it. All of it's weird. Uh, at around the 42 minute mark, Eli or Ellie asks Oscar if he would like, if he w- would still like her if she was not a girl. This is not only a reference to her being a vampire, but to the fact that in the book, Ellie is actually a boy who was castrated at the same time oh. that he was turned into a vampire. This is briefly referenced in the scene where Ellie's scar, scar genitalia is shown. Whoa. Whoa. Fuck. I've never read the book, but... That is wild. Holy shit. Um, One more. Let's get one more in here. Uh, Lena Lee Anderson was cast partly because of her androgynous appearance at the time. (laughs) Interesting. You look like a vampire. Okay, let's Uh do it. So, I mean. Is it her? She's a a good actress. She's She's a really, really really good actress. I don't think she does anything anymore. But, um. That as a as a parent, I wonder if their parent was like okay with them saying that because they saw the paycheck. I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we're good, yeah, we're good, we're good, we're good. Yeah. They like later, like I guess you kind of look like a boy and a girl. Like I guess that's fine. Like that's kind of <laughs> fucked up though. Like that that was one of the reasons why she was cast because she looked like a boy and a girl to them. Yeah, I didn't I didn't picture that at all. She always looked like a girl to me. Right. But I don't know. Anyway, interesting. <laughs> Interesting indeed. But let us know what you think about Let the Right One In over on Twitter at Nightlight underscore pod or head over to our Discord, which is inside the show notes, and we can actually chat about it in there. Got a lot of fun things going on in there. A lot of fun things. But the next film we will be covering is none other than Guillermo del Toro's Kronos. I'm so incredibly excited for you specifically, Freddie, to watch this fucking movie. Oh my god. What was that? Is I'm it very This is the first movie Radar. This I think this is his first movie ever. Yeah. But yes, it is Radar. Ooh, like <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is Rated R. It's made for, made in the nineties. Um so yeah, I think ninety-three, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your host, Prince, also known as Head Night. Alongside me, I had Freddie. Always keeping it spoopy. Always and forever, also known as Nighty Night. With your help, we can just reach more ghoulish nights with your own recommendation to someone who would actually enjoy the show. If your podcast app allows you to rate our show, consider us giving us five-star rating, as it honestly does help us out a ton. For extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's not with a one. Okay. And remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlight.
Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser-known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out, and we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.